popular opinions is to support the government of the United Kingdom and unconditionally to love the nation of Israel. Academic Agent and Mr. D are comedy characters whose performances do not reflect the official opinions of this show and should be taken as entertainment only. All unpopular opinion superstars are highly trained professional athletes. Do not imitate or copy their performances or actions. It's a bit scattered. It's a bit scattered. Awfully scattered. The scattered com community. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Unpopular Opinions. Mr. D, you're back. You were missed last week, sir. But uh, I can hear the chink of, of China. I can only oh, mean the that chink of fine China as I contemplatively stir my uh, I, i'm having tea today i'm going to have coffee later on but uh, yes thank you i was far too knackered last week um to appear but uh you i was the show was certainly in good hands with uh with whoever the other people were <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember either i, I think it, can you remember i think it was alex alex and oh oh and Radley. Uh Carson, yeah, Stephen, yeah, Stephen Carson. Yes, right. yeah, yeah, See, the yeah. days, one day floats into the next. You know, when you're, when you know, when you're, you're drifting off on your uh, celestial, neat lifestyle, well, like I have been for the last thirty years, you just you lose track. Do you know who's back? The after a ten-month absence, making his fifty-eighth appearance on this show, and that is it couldn't be. It's it is not so obvious, Mark himself. How are you doing, Mark? I should hope that my reputation precedes me. I'm doing very well, thank you. And uh, it's a delight to be back. It's an absolute delight to be back on the show. I can already see members of the chat split, split clean down the middle. Half of people saying, "Wonderful, Mark, Mark is back," and the other people saying minion mark is back so i'm glad to see that i've at least not been forgotten in my absence well apart from the thousands of zoomers who are now there who just you know, don't know anything at all they're like who's yeah. who's, who's mark I, don't, I can't remember last who's, mark? Year. who's a who's, who's, <laughs> who's why am i here what are we doing really <laughs> um oh have you uh in the i mean in the in the seven seven or odd years since i've known you mark have you lost your youthful exuberance yet <laughs> see uh even if i did lose my youthful exuberance a uh i would never sacrifice it for this show i would never let go of it on this show just because i know how it pains you so deeply within the blackened vestiges of where your soul once resided that <laughs> someone might still have a little bit of hope and youth and optimism in them <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we are now, also now here's, trying... a, here's a question. Here's a question, oh. though, Mark. Has has AA lost his youthful exuberance, in your opinion? No, you know, I think he keeps it going with a, a, a rightful supply of long distance cigars and mellow birds. You know, is there <laughs> anything else that you need in this world that will plump up your youthful exuberance? Who uh, doesn't like to get plumped up by a mellow bird? Way. <laughs> uh, uh, no bad. Welcome to the show, I, sir. I think Hello, I've got my, yes. my favorite. Sorry. Good to, good to be back, uh, back from uh, the Lotus Munchers, tail between my legs, firmly. <laughs> yeah, you're Nicholas and Nelka, nomad. Oh, yeah. Big, big money move to Real Madrid, slithering back to Arsenal. Fell to pieces. Now I'm out on loan at Bolton Wanderers. Pay as you pay contracts. It's all good now. Now good to be back. Yeah, first first time this year. So uh, hi to everyone in the chat. Yeah, looking forward to today. So um, uh, we should do some shillings and things. There are already a thousand people here. It usually takes a bit longer for people to file in. But um, well, you know, it's 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 because of me. Because of me, yes, exactly. People, it's, there all are that people, many people. It's, it's all the people flowing in to give me things like my favorite comment so far is Mark is the dullest UO guest of all time. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's like it's like back in the back in the days of the Monday Night War, you know, there'd be like, um, there'd be <laughs> like, uh, kind of you know, who's gonna be out tonight. You know, it's Lex Luger or, you know, making their surprise debut, you know, because there was a lot of surprise debuts. It's, it's Chris Jericho. But one week, the surprise new member of the NWO was none other than Virgil, the former bodyguard of the Million Dollar Man. <laughs> and I feel like uh, feel like it's a bit like that. No, I'm only joking, Mark. I'm only joking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's Kurt Henning level at the very least, I'd say. If not, Jeff Jarrett, I'd say. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> honestly, for anyone who doesn't know deep Mark and AA law, I feel sorry for them because there's there's everything from rap battles to literal video games being crafted on my behalf. I mean... To... <laughs> The video game, that is a that is a callback. Look what I found in the dusty archives, Mark. That walking testament to millennial milk toastery minion Mark has put together his list of top ten fat men. Ah Minion Mark. A young <laughs> so there we go. Get back in your cage, sly sneak. <laughs> so there are many. Uh, right, so um, yes, I, I will just remind everybody: uh, do buy courses at the academic agency if you just want to dip a toe in. Foundations of Research is only fifty pounds, and that could be a nice lead-in to doing the trivium. Uh, but many other courses are available. Um, uh, Mark, anything? Where can people find you? Anything you'd like to promote, sir? Uh, anyone who's interested in the great game of No Limit Hold'em Poker can find me at eliteuniversity.com. I am the managing director of said business, and we have a community discord with uh, multiple community events per day. That's basically what I spend a lot of my time doing now, is teaching people how to play cards and make a lot of money from it. So there you go. Yeah, you know, one of my one of my issues with 
poker, Mark, is that I got into the, the theory and stuff, but you just spend yeah. so long folding, don't you? You just sit there and yeah, fold. Yeah, you fold you know. 70 to 80% of the time, yeah. I mean, yeah, but after 10 hours, that gets a bit dull, doesn't it? And then I, I mean, lose my sure, like, and then I lose my discipline and start being like um seven eight suited mm, I might fancy it you know etc. You know, but when you're making ninety two pounds an hour, it kind of takes the edge off. Excellent! Wow. Well, I, I mean, is that playing poker or teaching poker? That's playing. So you you make ninety two pounds an hour playing poker, not just teaching, playing. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I play No Limit Hold'em. Wow. Okay. So what's the what's the secret of your success? Well, you have to you'd have to uh, go to a, a, lot, a lot of practice, a lot of practice, a lot of study, a lot of spending time <laughs> sharing hands with friends. And I got friends who make a lot more than I do. Um, but I, I, I'm not here really to shill like that that business in the sense of like it's not for everyone. You need to you need to be obscenely dedicated to it. But there you go. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. There's too much to get into here, and it's too boring for everyone here. So <laughs> I I used to watch late night poker with Jesse May. Like, hey, I'm Jesse May. And uh, there were good characters on there. They used to they used to badmouth each other and things like that. Phil Helmuth. Like and the game the games were so soft, eh? They were so weak. They were so beatable. Oh, how much I wish I could be playing in that time. Uh, yeah, there are still some personalities today, but it's it's definitely a much more degenerate creator sphere. I, I imagine it's just all like autistic Chinese kids and stuff like that. Huh? People are like, my God, he thinks he's Rain Man. It's like, no, I just think that I have an edge over a long sample versus people. So there you go. <laughs> no about anything you would like to promote, sir. Where can people find you? Um, yeah, just my sub stack. I'll drop it in the um, UO chat. Um, yeah, Twitter, X. And, uh, you know, just around, really, just Nomad being Nomad. So, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, D, um, you're gonna have to bring the energy tonight, D. <laughs> well, I'd like, I'd like to promote my new business, which is John D's House of Cards, where uh, you can come and 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 all the young men can come and play New New England Hold'em. Well, <laughs> and we we've got poker in the front and liquor in the rear. Uh, all right, never mind. Jokes. Um, yes, Bans. I'll bring the energy, AA. Just let me get my cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been hanging out with Vladimir Zelensky again? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. We're like, we're, yeah, exactly. Zelensky showed me his vault. You know, he's like Scrooge McDuck. Instead of diving into a, diving into a pool full of gold coins, it's just a pool full of the best Colombian blow. Wonderful. <laughs> Um, I'll see Bobby find... <laughs> uh, while you're uh, telling people about your fantastic uh, spaces, D, I am going to um, have a look to see if I can find the footage of Zelensky wasted because <laughs> it, was, it was really funny, like, scar like fucking Scarface, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, and and of course, you, you could certainly visit my um, you could certainly visit my 
Exactly, exactly. If that has not convinced you that I'm not Douglas Murray, I don't know what I don't know what will. But yes, you could certainly visit my um, Twitter spaces. I don't know if I'll be having one tomorrow as as usual, but uh, I certainly will have one Friday, and it's just as exciting as as you could possibly imagine. Also, I'm, I, w I I I I was going to proudly announce um, proud proudly. I'm not sure why I'd be proud, but I reached fifteen fifteen thousand followers on twitter and then i waded into <laughs> i waded into the burning shit lib uh controversy oh, right, yeah. and i <laughs> i dipped back under 15k so, oh, so if, you, if you want to follow me you you can you can push me over the edge because i know there's a lot of handsome people out there who could certainly push me right over the edge it says you're back up to 15k have you seen that uh it's diff it's difficult because because one screen says 15k and the other says 14.9 so like uh, everything else on twitter it's slightly broken and then of course when i tweet anything you know i've got a, a deal with a cavalcade of pussy and bio uh people so uh bots so uh it, it's it's difficult to know but uh hopefully i'll be uh i'll be nudged over my edge quite soon right Right. Okay. So, well, let's let's make a, a start. I, I did find the Zelinsky footage, by the way. Um, I'm not in my usual setup tonight, folks. So, things may be a little bit. Uh... Are you back in the? Do you remember that? Do you remember that meme I made ages ago about like, but you know your distant tower. You know the, the oh the garage. Yeah. No. Yeah. I you have to. You have to. You have to I walk a believe... great distance and and then can't... climb up. You know five can't... five floors can't get there and can't get in that garage anymore it's full of uh baby junk now oh, Co no. cots and, cots know, and... All, all sorts of things yesterday's uh, prams well it's a bit difficult for me to maintain that and have the lodge and have a study here <laughs> um you know I, I lost and your, and your house in spain and your house yeah. in florida and no, your no. summer house in greece yes yeah you had a tear in uh, montreux yeah <laughs> now let's have a look at Zelinsky. who was doing the rounds and uh look just, i mean i don't know how many people you've known who've taken cocaine d but uh study <laughs> st study study <laughs> Study the uh, body language of Zelinsky and tell me that he does or does not. Mr. President, I just returned from several areas along the front line in the south and in the east. And soldiers <laughs> there told me they have to ration their ammunition. They don't have enough weapons to advance. They can only defend themselves. In some cases, they're losing <laughs> territory. <laughs> Sweet Lord. <laughs> oh, this American aid it's not the side effect of the cocaine. Uh, I'm thinking that it must be love. Uh, I mean, I wasn't going to discuss Ukraine tonight, but apparently he's lost it. You know, he is like increasingly delusional and He's been going around saying that Ukraine have only lost thirty-one thousand men, where when wow. the, they literally put out obituaries every time somebody's every time a soldier's killed, right? And so it's, you know they've counted four hundred thousand obituaries, and there are over a hundred thousand men missing. So that's at least five hundred thousand. No, that's just dead, right. Yeah. That's just dead. That's just dead. 
um, not including casualties and injured and, you know, so I bet he's going around telling people it's 31,000. 31, That's and nonsense. He's been... Uh, you wonder, yeah. you, you wonder oh. at what point his officials start lying to him, you know? And he maybe he actually, like, they're just like, just do another line, Zelensky. Just do another line well, and try out the line that we've given well, you. Well, what, what happened was that when when the story leaked out that of the real numbers got out to the press, uh, Zelensky said that the person who leaked it was guilty of treason and that those numbers are classified, basically. So, you know, only use the official Ukrainian numbers and anything else is treason. So... Um, treason yeah. doesn't necessarily mean untrue, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so there we when, go. Yeah. When Zelensky said that he's returned from the front lines, it has a whole different meaning. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up. You I'm are. You, all three energy. of you. All three I'm... of you are so low energy. I, I feel like I'm on a slight delay from everyone else. I, uh, am I delayed? I feel like I'm delayed. delayed. It's We're a bit of an echo, hey, hey, bit, a little bit. Uh, I don't know what to do about that because I'm on, like I said, I'm not in my usual setup here. Oh my God. Um, uh, all right, so let, let us get on to there are five stories, five stories tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and we're gonna have to, um, you know, I, I feel like the first two stories are gonna bundle them up because they are both about the Tory party and they are both about what is being called Islamism, Islamism, Islam. which, uh, which is a new, I mean, they used to be called radical Islam, didn't it? Now it's called Islamism. Um, <laughs> so so I'm, I mean, I'm trying to figure out which way around to do these two stories. Um, yeah. There's one about the uh, MP Lee Anderson, who uh, came out batting against Sadiq Khan and uh, basically said he's lost control of the city to Islamists. And the other one is about Shemaima Begum. And I think I'll start with, I, th I think I'll start with Begum. That old rat bag, we're still talking about her. Yeah, right. So <laughs> here's, here's what's happened with Begum, okay. She has lost her British citizenship, okay. And Yay. the the judges uh gave their final verdict on this and they said nope she can't come back and um obviously various human rights groups and leftists and so on are outraged at this and they want to appeal it and they think oh you know but beggar must come back it's a human rights and all this bullshit. um but who came out to bat also i mean i'm reminded of that old do you remember that old meme where it was like libertarians fighting against communists and then like the big business guy was on the communist side putting the rope um uh, oh yeah it was a, it was a stone toss comic I, I believe yeah um well i was reminded of the, the same thing when i saw peter hitchens yeah tweet out where is the mercy in the treatment of shemaima begum do we have no judges left to understand that justice is tempered with mercy she was 15 were none of them ever 15 do you, do you know who else also came out at the same time with a very similar statement? Um, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Rees yes, well, yeah. and, it, and it just so happens that I have uh, a video clip of Jacob Rees-Mogg 
talking about uh, Begum. Oh, no. Right. So so let's. Uh, he 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 actually wrote a long piece in the Spectator, um, arguing that uh, you know this is wrong. And uh, here is Jacob Rees-Mogg now. What's that noted right-wing journal, The Spectator, under the stellar leadership of Fraser Nelson? Who would who wouldn't love it? Um, one of the Jacob Rees-Mogg has a show on GB News now, by the way, as I think every Tory <laughs> Tory MP does. Um, and what's what's fascinating about this clip I'm going to show is that he's got two guests on. One of them is a left winger. And probably like a Labour MP or something. The other one is obviously a right winger. And let's see who Mog decides to side with. Last week, the decision to revoke Shamima Begum's citizenship was deemed lawful. But today, a government terror watchdog has suggested the UK fall in line with other Western countries in repatriating former IS recruits. Jonathan Hall, KC, King's Counsel, the independent reviewer of terrorism legislation, said that Ms. Begum is as much of a threat overseas as she is over here under the watchful eye of the UK's justice system. Oh, yeah. I mean, the UK's justice system there. That's going to get her bang the rights, isn't it, Jake? <laughs> be allowed back. This comes after our friends and allies like Germany, France and Sweden have increasingly allowed hundreds of former IS supporters back into their countries. As Mr Hall has said, are we in danger of falling out of step with our allies? Oh, well, right. <laughs> France, and, oh. France and Germany have taken decided oh. to take loads of former terrorists back. Are we at risk of, uh, you know, <laughs> for fuck's sake? Not doing the same thing. Who gives a sh <clears throat> family show? On issues such as these. Well, I'm glad to say, still with me, are my panel, Kelvin McKenzie and Lloyd Russell Moyle. I'm not too fussed about being in step with our by, by the way, just before we watch this, I have to say the sheer gammon energy on the on the chap on the left here that we're about to witness is something to behold. I mean, sometimes GB News have proper, proper, proper rep, like the truest of the gammon on. Um, but he is basically saying what we're all thinking. So let's uh, let's watch this. Allies. But I think either you're a British citizen or you're not. And if you're a British citizen, you should be imprisoned in Britain if you've committed a crime, rather well, than she, she's not thrown British, away. She's not a British citizen. On what basis is she, she Bangladeshi? She's now, she's now stateless, right, which I am... Well, we've said she's Bangladeshi. Well, we hope she's Bangladeshi. <laughs> well, the Bangladeshis actually have said that they take her, actually, haven't they? But she's not Bangladeshi. She's well, she she had never a, applied for citizenship. Could, could you, could you so lose far. your citizenship? Uh, well, no, I would hope I would be to have my citizenship taken away if, there, I, there is, if I were, no, but if this I is, were acting yeah. in the manner in which this, she chose but, to but, act. But, Let this be a warning no, to every other teenager no, out there who's thinking I'm going to go I'll, the same I'll tell you why it's wrong. God. It's because citizenship can't be taken away from me because I was born here and no, have no other citizenship. Oh. And I think there is an absolute equality of British citizenship. Either you are a British citizen entitled to those rights or you're not, and I think taking it away is the same as a driving license. If you do something wrong, you're caught drink driving and kill somebody, then you lose your license. But, and, th and, and, and this is an honor to be a British citizen. And she no, has not, denied. It, more, she has denied herself the honor. A girl or a man raised here with British citizenship 
Britain has to take some of the responsibility for this damaged individual. Come this, on. No, no, no. Uh, uh, the responsibility... Look at the fucking state we're in now. Can, can you believe this is an actual... This is the right-wing show, by the way. If, if you don't know, this is the this is like the Fox News of Britain now. <laughs> Jacob Rees-Mogg Rees is meant to be the furthest right possible MP in the entire system. Yeah, a radical writist, yes, yeah. Peter Hitchens well, is, is the rightest most journalist that we've got. Yeah. Well, because the problem is that if you go any any way past Peter Hitchens or Jake Rees-Mogg, you'll be arrested, you know. Like, like you know, it's, it's not possible to actually publicly yeah. hold a right-wing view, and certainly not in the British press. I mean, Ofcom will destroy you. So what are you meant to do? This, this is what we get. And you, you know, you have to read the sort of smoke signals, you know, or rely on, you know, re rely on a, a lucky selection of a guest who actually voices some sensible opinion. It's it, it's awful. And Mog also is just a terrible interlocutor because, you, you know, everyone just talk. They just talking over him, and he's just too weak to deal. Too weak to deal with it. Oh, it's oh god. There's another. There's another four minutes of this, by the way. Let's, let's watch a little bit more. Sorry to torture everyone. Have you ever heard about time dilation? Well, this is how you do it. <laughs> Just watch this. It'll seem like 30,000 years. I mean, it's... Uh... Do, you know, do you know what was interesting, uh, D? I was having a little look at GB News the other night. And, uh, you know, this show gets more weekly viewers than Nigel Farage does. Can you believe that? If you have a look at if you have a look at the Nigel Farage show the on the live tab, we get more viewers than Nigel. That's a bit worrying, isn't it? Anyway, let's carry on. Uh, well, to, I mean, okay. To be fair, why would anyone? Why, I mean, what what is the purpose of Nigel Farage now? I don't know. Occasionally saying some base stuff. We've got a purpose, AA. <laughs> What's that? I, I, I don't know. I've never figured that out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Giving her, you know, the, the justice system, putting their putting her right, um, or, or or locking her up forever if she can't be put right. But the 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 idea that you say some of these poorest countries around the world should have to suffer people that were radicalised in Britain and <laughs> then went off and caused havoc in their countries. No, I hated that report, by the way. By Honestly, the report was basically, look what the others have done. We, 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 we should do it. Or there's going to be some other issue in Turkey, which is going to blow up, which is going to make this all impossible. It was a poor piece of work, that, by the way. And the idea that when she comes back here, she'll be under the scrutiny of MI6 look, or whatever. Look look what happened. Look what happened at the Manchester Arena. Look, if you want look, to see what is, happens look, when look, you look, just look, trust okay, the intelligence. Look, 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 you're back yeah. from Syria. You've mm -hmm. been... Do you think they deliberately put the put the kind of voice of the public in someone who's a bit het up and gammony like this to kind of because the other two are much seem calm versus him and he seems like he's kind of frothing at the mouth and i just wonder is that a deliberate choice by them gb news to present it that way because so well kelvin mckenzie he used to be the editor of the sun actually he's quite notorious for a number of things he published a lot of um controversial allegations after the Hillsborough disaster mm. that's going back some way but he, he's like you characterize him at the beginning of the segment a he's just a boomer gammon kind of and that's all he, he'll you know that's all he'll ever be you know so 
But, but um, anyone watching this who was kind of on the fence would just watch this and be like, you know, he's just the stereotype of the, you know, he's of a kind of what do they call the him? Simile of the, the, a, yeah. the swivel-eyed loon or whatever they called them, and you know, Mog Mog is more sensible because he's siding with the with the leftists mm. essentially. Um, there's no, there's there's no principled statement either from him really. I'm not really getting the vibe. Well, it's not even a vibe really because we've already mentioned he's het up, right? It's uh, and he's also bringing in strange, slightly slightly different um, circumstances, the Manchester bombings and uh, everything else. Like is essentially in the current news cycle, ancient history as well. You know, it's things like the the acid attack that happened recently that should be brought up, the misbehaviour of what I'm going to affectionately term protesters in London. It's the whole, uh, when in fact the whole Israel-Palestine thing was kicking off, uh, is the Albanian um, mm. sort of Independence Day when they were going through the, the city of London waving their flags, you know, like there's no oh, pro-British so sentiment. Yeah, there's no so... pro-British sentiment among the establishment mm. and there's no pro-British sentiment among the police force and therefore there's no question that she would basically disappear under that system um and even if they kept an eye on her tangentially like they're basically they're either incompetent or they're malevolent right so there's no uh, question of that she also left to fight for a power we were actively at war with and the only reason why we didn't uh, this citizenship thing is of any consequence and the reason why uh, it's even a question at all is because we don't want to legally recognize it. We didn't want to re legally recognize Islamic State was an actual state, right? right. Like they're an illegitimate mm. usurper mm -hmm. nation or whatever. And therefore we couldn't say, oh, you know, she's got Islamic State citizenship now because she's defected. That's the why there's this whole argument over, oh, has she got Bangladeshi heritage or British heritage or whatever? And so it's all a nonsense, really. Um, I see mm. it as like pure theater pure theater of course of course there is uh some underlying problems which is that uh, as they'll talk about in a second we've still got troops over there in syria uh, as have the americans oh. in illegal bases right um now if you carry on watching this they claim that they're there to be fighting isis or fighting is that is bullshit, as we all know. They yeah. are not there to fight IS. They they were there to try to topple Assad. That's mm. why they're there, and to try to destabilize that country, um, you know, in a proxy war against the Russians and the Iranians. That's why they were there. Um, and, you know, to the extent that uh, who was fighting ISIS in Syria, uh, it was the Russians and the Iranians who were fighting them. Not the British, the British troops were not over there to fight ISIS, which is the story that's told here. So they were there to just march according to uh, America's orders, as usual. <laughs> so, you know, there's a, there's another kind of slight complication with this, which is that um, it, uh, it kind of exposes the fact that IS aren't really enemies in that particular conflict. Yeah, we're fighting against they were fighting against the Russians and the Iranians. So 
anyway let's uh let's let's carry on um and then we'll see if there is any actual argument uh for begum to get her citizenship back or not there recently you've been to the camps yeah. But you think the Kurds would like to try her mm -hmm. and then have her serve her sentence in the United Kingdom? Yes. I mean, uh, it's the third time I've been. I'm the only MP to have gone uh, so regularly. I was the first to go. But I always take Conservatives with me because um, it has to be cross-party. Well, hoping they'd stay out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what they're saying to me quite clearly is that they think justice should be done where the crime has been committed mm -hmm. so that they want some sort of tribunal. Mm -hmm. They say they can't do those tribunals just alone, partly because they're an autonomous region within Syria and they need a legal backing from the Allies. And our troops are still there, of course, serving alongside them with the Americans defeating ISIS because it's an ongoing threat. But they then... Just a lie. Just an absolute <laughs> lie. Just bare-faced, total lie that I was told there. But anyway, it's actually quite funny if we if we carry on watching what he, uh, what he reveals here. Day, once the trial system is set up, um, and they also need support because there's 10,000 of these jihadis in these camps that need processing, then what should happen is these people should be repatriated to serve their sentences either in the countries that they come from or from a variety of host countries around the world. And we've done this before. When we did the tribunals in Rwanda, when we did them in Sierra Leone, and we did Yugoslavia, they were tried in international tribunals in, in Sierra Leone and Rwanda in the place that the crime had been committed. And then the international community agreed to host these people in prisons can, can around ask, the world. One and I think that's what should happen Can I ask to one her. question? Do you know what kind of sentence... I mean, I, th I think you'd actually find some viewers would be in favour of this. What kind of sentence uh, the Kurds would likely to hand out to a Shamima or a Begum figure? Well, they say they've got enough evidence that she was complicit. That's what they say. And but what does that mean? Does, does she get 20 years? years? No, no, I think it wouldn't be capital punishment. But, well, I think they would consider that these people should right. not be and, out again. And I've visited and spoken to some of these individuals, right. some of the, the, the jihadis and the Beatles, so not um, Shamima, but some of the others. And when I visited them, they haven't shown great remorse. In fact, I went to speak to one of them, and it was pointed out the two MPs that were visiting were both gay, mm -hmm. and they would have killed us. And he responded saying, yes, I did that to some of my friends. So, so this was, this is, th these are not people that I think need to be treated. So brilliant, bring them over, you know, bring them all back here. Great idea. Um, what is what is the actual argument then, Mark? If if you had to kind of or or any of you really, if we agree with chap on the left here and we disagree with Mog and this chap, what would you say is the argument for Begum being denied coming back? Like, what is the you know what would be the pretext any of you have any ideas it's, i think it's rooted it's kind of funny because you did that stream with carl yesterday on liberalism didn't you hey, like is liberalism woke or whatever it's i think it's rooted in that belief of you know you know all equal before the law habeas corpus it's their commitment to adopting their liberalism that keeps them that makes them defend the rights of Shamina Begum, isn't it? That's it. I mean, I read Jacob Rees's Mog. He did an article in The Spectator, um, and it's and it's all dressed in that kind of language. And it's to some degree it's the same thing with Peter Hitchens, although there is this sort of sympathy component to it as well. You know, where's you know where's their compassion and all this? But 
Um, I, I think that's where they're coming from, really, because of you know you've got to defend the con British constitution. Yeah, well, my question is, Nomad, though, yeah. what would the counter? What would the actual counter to be to that be? Because if I'm honest, if I was if, like just on the balance of the arguments presented here, yeah, the guy on the left just sounds like he doesn't. He wants to do it because he's angry, and she's a Muslim. Um, and Mark is saying, like, you, you know, can't just do that because, you know, what if it happened to me or if it happened to you? They can't just take your citizenship off you if you're a, you know. So is there any actual counter or is Mog technically right within the law as it's written? He's, techni he's technically correct, but only because we uh, can't legally declare war against a terrorist group. Like that's basically it. Um, a group that we are actively engaged in a conflict with um, for whatever reason, you know, and she went and joined the hostile side. Um, if this was a conventional war, it would be obvious it, because it's not a conventional war and that's not how things play out in the modern time. It's not. So, like, I don't think there's anything here. Like, the best thing that could happen is that she should be left to die in whatever hellhole she's chosen to live in at the current time uh or executed by firing squad but no one's got the balls all right well mm. so i mean we we'd like this to happen but basically what they're saying is there isn't because she was because you literally cannot make someone stateless there's not actually a re legal pretext to do this the thing is they've done it though. i think she, the, i think she'll get back in i think she'll get back in yeah the, but the judges have already made the decision, so presumably the judges um, <clears throat> had a reason, like, i.e. presumably there's a reason in law that the judges cited that she wasn't allowed back. So there must be an argument on the other side. But, uh, if if there is, go. I'm not privy to it. So there you go. Um, all, all right, so th this brings us on to the second story. Uh, go on, no, man, sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I just thought I'd add, apparently um, she was granted Bangladeshi citizenship uh, when she was, before she turned 20. So I think part of the argument is she isn't going to be stateless because she could end up going to Bangladesh. Um, and I think they're, the guy on the left, Kelvin McKenzie, I think he's, you know, he's sort of making that point as well. So, you know, in order to um may you know deprive her of a british citizenship on the basis that she would be stateless isn't correct but um you know it's all on it's ongoing basically but, so you know. so we're going to move to another islamist related story now which has involved this mp called lee anderson um now a former he's actually been kicked out of the tory party at this point is he um he had the yeah, the whip removed. I think he's actually been suspended from the party by Rishi Sunak. Um, but he said a couple of days ago that uh, Islamists had got control of Mr. Khan and given our capital city away to his mates. That is, that is how he phrased it. Um, and after he said this, again on GB News, there was a chorus of outcry against him now interestingly on this particular story mog came out in defense of lee anderson 
Here is Mog again. Lee Anderson has been suspended from the Conservative Party following his remarks about Sadiq Khan regarding Islamism. Lee's comments were infelicitous, but he should not have had the party whip withdrawn. When Lee made these remarks, these were the words of a man profoundly concerned about the state of extremism in Britain. His concerns about Islamism are entirely legitimate and reflect views held across the country. Since the 7th of October, we have seen demonstrations every weekend in the capital city, which have included calls for jihad, calls for curses upon the Jews, explicit support for Hamas, explicit support for the Houthis in Yemen. We've seen people being assaulted and vandalism on statues and monuments, discarding of Armistice Day, and fundamentally we have seen the emboldenment of Islamists with a new space created for them to thrive. Lee is not a racist, and neither were his remarks. They may have been hyperbolic, but Lee does not deserve to be suspended. Amidst all of these incidents that we have seen, the pro-Palestine marches, there is a feeling that people have been allowed to get away with breaking the law, as well as creating an environment of intimidation. We have seen a number of MPs targeted. We've seen road and rail traffic brought to a standstill. We saw even um, one of our own colleagues, Martin Dornby, assaulted during one of these protests with the police watching and doing nothing about it. And the police have passed to crack down on these incidents on occasions, but they have not done so. It's worth remembering that Sadiq Khan has considerable powers with respect to the Metropolitan Police. But as Lee Anderson has said, we have barely heard a peep from the mayor. Now, this is an entirely legitimate frustration, and despite its poor articulation, it's a feeling shared by many across the country. Sadiq Khan is not an Islamist, nor is he under their control. But he's not sure about that. There's a, there is actually some evidence about about that. Uh, Sadiq Khan does have some ties with quote unquote Islamists, uh, specifically the Muslim. When he was a lawyer, he defended some of his defendants were accused of you know ties yeah. to Islamists. You know before he was mayor, obviously. But but also, I mean, it has been a consistent pattern, has it not, that they've done two tier policing in London. The you know, I mean, you say what you want about them. When when it's British lads down there, the police, uh, you know, they they go in on them. But when it's uh, when it's the other lot, they turn a blind eye. And uh, in fact, we saw similar two tier policing with uh, the BLM stuff, uh, BLM and the lockdowns. Uh, yeah, back in exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was that was also under Sadiq Khan. So. Mm. His leadership on this issue, as well as others, has been very poor. And suspending Lee Anderson has turned Lee into the story, rather than this problem that we have of Islamism and extremism. That's the real story, bigger and more concerning. It's that British democracy last week prostrated itself to an Islamist mob. Speaker Sir Lindsay Hoyle broke with convention, owing to fears of MPs' safety. This it's a critical moment in the history of Parliament. Yeah, so they, a number of MPs now actually have bodyguards because they're scared for their lives. Not because, not not for the reason they should be, by the way, which is that the British public have had enough of them. Uh, you know, I would support mm. them having bodyguards for that reason. But they they actually need bodyguards. Well, they have. They, I mean, they won't say why they've got bodyguards, but it's clear. It's clear what it's about. It's about uh, it's about this yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah.
I actually see this as well as uh, more politicking as well. Lee Anderson uh, has made it known that if if he's thrown from the Tory party, he may stand for reform. reform. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like maybe this is a, in his own move, his own mind, a political move to uh, enhance his own visibility, shall we say, for upcoming election. So I don't trust the man with jobs, to be honest, uh, even with what he said. Uh, Mark, I mean, Mark, you're Mark you're talking about, uh, Mark, to be clear. No, Anderson. Anderson. Oh, you, you don't trust Anderson? Oh, right, okay. Interesting. No, but like Anderson, Anderson's a politician. He, he Like the timing of his statements, the way in which he said it, and then the immediate, like, by the way, Nige... I'll probably stand for you if the Tories throw me out, you know, like that to mm. me reeks of kind well, of uh, career careering. I, I, I do think, I mean, my immediate, when I saw that Rishi Sunak didn't come, because it come on, let's face it, it you know, in, in the pantheon of stuff people have said, his comment wasn't really, it was mild. It oh, was it's pretty tame. It's pretty right. tame. I mean, Cameron has said worse, Zach Goldsmith, when he was running for London Mayor, said worse. Boris Johnson has said and written worse. I've written, I've read probably worse anecdotes from him in some of his books. Um, but for some reason, yeah, they're coming down hard on um, Lee Anderson. I mean, I know it's cliche, but he is just saying what the vast majority of people think and feel, but of course are too uh, afraid to say but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I agree. So so when I, when I saw that Rishi Sunak decided to come out and not back him, but suspend him and take the whip off him, uh, like literally all week, Labour saying, "Oh, this is outrageous!" You know, we need to there used to be fines and suspensions and so on, and then Sunak just meekly comes out and does that rather than standing by him. Do mm. the Tories want zero votes? Are they literally going for the record of zero seats, i.e. when the election comes, the Tory party no longer exists at all? Because that's the way they're going. Well, what are they doing? Yeah. I mean, he stopped short of actually saying that his comments were Islamophobic. But as you said, yeah, removed the whip, suspended him. I don't know Tory's election strategy. I mean, they're going to get wiped out. It's just a case of the margins, really. But uh, yeah, I don't. I, just, I mean, I just, they I just must thought... know. Sorry though, Sunak must know that in a in a spot like this, he needed to show strength and leadership and stand by his man, and that would have at least got some people back on side. But no, he did this, which is like, you know, it's just like. You know, there's already a kind of raging fire going, and Sunak's just poured like more gasoline and petrol and coal on it. To, you know, it's like you, a funeral you, fire. You, you, you wonder what's going on behind the scenes within the inner workings of the Tory party. You wonder, like, I wonder if they had a sort of management shakeup behind the scenes from a civil service kind of perspective, which is to say that essentially they lost like all of the old guard all of the people who you know would would have acted in a way the tories would have acted you know historically you know only to save their own skin but now they're just being advised by a bunch of like 
uh, Zoomers, Millennials, and Zennials who have no idea what they're doing and actually are just getting crushed. You know, you wonder. It's uh, it really, it really is bizarre. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this could be it. I mean, if the I I had the view that uh, existential logic basically would kick in at some point, and the Tories would just kind of, you know, they they become f fake populists just for the election cycle. Um, but it seems like they're just not. That just seems like they're going to stick. With, like maybe Alex is right, and they're just going to stick with Sunak and uh, just get completely annihilated in the election. Um, well, they've 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 lost the art of rhetoric. Even if you look at the last election with uh, Boris Johnson, like there wasn't even a real return to populism there. They just they coasted on a single slogan. It was just Boris bubbling about saying "Get Brexit done" in a series of silly gaffes. That was the that was their entire manifesto, basically. And uh, now what have they got? Like they've proven they can't get it done. That they're incompetent of uh, utilizing their majority. That is obviously was a historic high. So yeah. like, maybe they just have nothing to go on now. What 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 phrase? Do you, what trite phrase do you think they're going to put out when the election comes around? Yeah, it's been one disaster, one calamity after another since. 2020 i don't know i mean going so far back now but um i think they know what they're in store for it wouldn't even surprise me if they've got their post-election you know gig gigs sort of set up for them you know in whatever ambassadorial role they take or you know it's always the case isn't it but um there, there, there was yeah sorry there was one remarkable thing though which is that on this show i think it was last week I did a mock-up of what the Tories could do. Do you remember I had the fake Preeti Patel and the fake Boris Johnson, and I wrote a whole mm -hmm. speech for her for Johnson to say to say, "Oh, listen, we've been stitched, we've been stitched up by dark forces behind the scenes, but we've learned, and this time we're going to be back, and we're going to take back control of this country." Yada yada yada. Okay. Did you see that Liz Truss? went on Steve Bannon and literally almost gave the exact same spiel word for word, almost like she follows my Twitter account. Can you believe it? Um, I couldn't, I, I really thought that was something. So there's clearly a faction behind the scenes that know what's happening. The question is, are they going to do it within the Tory party? Are they going to try to make maneuvers to seize back control of the Tories? Or are they going to have this moment where they all defect to reform at once? Right. You know, Mog, Truss, Patel, Johnson, all of them at once. Oh, we're a new party now and we're taking over reform. Bang. Because um, it seems it seems like they're, they're on maneuvers, that little crew. But it's hard to know, you know, if they're going to do anything. But uh, I suspect, like most of you, like Mr. D, nobody cares. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Hi Liz. Gonna... Hi Liz. How you doing? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't care. As I, I, I was. <laughs> Yorkshire tea. Yorkshire tea. Wait, 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 wait. Leave the world and pears, apples and pears. I don't know. Yeah. Fine. Fine. No, as I was explaining to the chat, I just I have no no longer have any reason to concern myself with British politics, which is why I I was quiet because you chaps can handle well, perfectly well. Well, D, there there are three 
count them three american related stories so right you've got you take your pick out of these okay trump smashes Haley. <laughs> do, do, do you know there was a headline and it was something like <laughs> i couldn't believe it it was said cock cock you know the the cock the the, the coke brothers right cock yeah, the pulls coke. out of Haley as, <laughs> as, oh. trump, as trump creams her that literally was a headline it was like that was like a daily star classic yeah i was gonna <laughs> say uh, that's wonderful i would then yeah there were american uh there were new york um tabloids that used to that used to do those those uh those sort of headlines but uh what was the, the famous one uh 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 headless body found in topless bar or something i mean these are very very clever fellows but so so we've got so we've got trump smashing oh, Haley's yeah. puss puss yeah trump smashes Haley. right uh gemini ai debacle mm -hmm. uh burning man <laughs> wow boy these are three promising topics um <laughs> should we should we get should we get the burning man over with or should we oh, should we go God. for trump let's get the burning man stuff yeah let's let's right? get the burning man over with because i be, yeah because i've got things to say about that so um a couple of days back in a in a call back to many protests that were done during the vietnam war uh i, I think in fact i i was there's a famous one the the self-immolating buddhist monk from 1963 he was yeah. protesting he was protesting against the south vietnamese government's treatment of buddhists okay mm. but in the in the 60s this became a symbol of resistance against the vietnam war and what every everybody knows that one image of that monk but what what you what a lot of people i don't think know is that there were dozens of copycats uh, at least five of which i saw maybe even more were american during the vietnam war various different people self-immolated um you know protesting different things some of them I were protest yeah some of them were, and wikipedia very usefully lists all of the people who've ever self-immolated okay so this was a thing in the 60s um and i think there were five or six americans now i was actually looking in i was actually it was actually interested to see like who were these americans like why were they why were they uh and it's something to do with a lot of the ones a lot of the americans who did it weren't doing it against the vietnam war they were doing it against the south vietnamese treatment of the buddhists because apparently the south vietnam army um the South Vietnamese government was meant to be Catholic or something. And a lot of these people who did it were Christians who really thought it was, uh, you know, bad how they were treating Buddhists or something anyway. But uh, so there is there is a kind of symbolic aspect to the self-immolation, the self-immolation. And I would say that certainly during my lifetime, that image of the self-immolating monk has been repeated and valorized and uh you know it was like on tv all the time because anti-vietnam was always cool right and that was the that was the symbol of the resistance for that for that even though if you look into it, it it actually happened before the vietnam war even even took place um 
but uh anyway yeah. i mean would you say that's true d like i mean that image of the of the of the burning mug oh yeah certainly for, mo for moderns that's going to be i i i i i shan't say his name because i have no idea how to pronounce um pronounce that but um yeah, I mean that certainly is the most famous image, of course, because you know, I mean we we live in the you know the wake of the twentieth century where you know where image images everything. But you're right. I mean this, uh, you know, looking through. I mean, assuming that Wikipedia is 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 a sort of credible source about this subject. Yeah, it's, it happens quite a bit, including uh, I didn't know this. There were one thousand five hundred eighty-four self-immolations in India in two thousand one. Um, yeah, what were they? So, what were they self-immolating about? It doesn't doesn't say, and, and even Iran is listed here as a, oh, as a place wow. where where this happens. So, uh, uh, and yeah. of course, um, someone. Uh, so, so this current person may also have been a copycat himself, because I I didn't know about this. Because a woman, um, a woman in Atlanta on the first of December, twenty twenty three, uh, draped herself in a Palestinian flag and and set fire to herself in front of the Israeli consulate in Atlanta, Georgia. So wow. Uh, so, so, so this is this is actually the second one that's happening. It's actually the second one in 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 you know in just right. just a couple of months. But um, you'll note if you if you scroll up the and look into the 60s, you'll notice there's a pattern that one happens and yeah. it inspires like another three or four straight away, you know. Um well this is the, I mean this is human behavior, you know, this I mean humans do, will do this with, with everything, you know, whether it's, you know, Russian roulette or, you know, uh, um, I mean, they, they have, I mean, you know, and, and of course, sometimes this is a terrible social problem. I, I believe that uh, in uh, in Korea, there's a there's a there's a huge problem with uh, with with sort of Korean celebrities um, committing committing suicide. suicide. And yeah, lots of waves of pe waves of people do it, uh, you know, do it af afterwards. So so yeah. It, yeah i mean this this is just a setup because the latest one um it was actually a, a young chap 25 years old in the u.s military who set himself on fire and then went on uh went on a spiel about israeli genocide and said like i'm not having this done in my name um trouble is that a lot of people have looked into his background have they not d and this guy is like basically anti, like he was basically like an Antifa member, like a kind of, uh, I mean, I, I, what they call them, a left anarchist, like clinging into social justice stuff. You know, he had the, he had the kind of views of a, of a Vouch or someone like that, seemingly. Yeah, I mean, well, in fact, he he also had a very prolific presence on Reddit. You know, he was the consummate, um, you know, soy soy face redditor. Uh, now I've looked, so his his account on Reddit was. Um, uh, again, presuming this is true, although I've seen I've seen some confirmation that it is. But it was called Ace Bush One, the the numeral one. Uh, mm -hmm. Now I looked at it just just a moment ago, and and most of the, it's being purged. They're they're deleting all of the things he'd written. But yeah, it's a it's a cavalcade of you know anti-colonialist you know new left rubbish as, as you would suspect you know sort of and you know filled with plenty you know again kind of anti all the kind of requisite anti-colonialist anti-white anti-capitalist rhetoric that you know that we expect from from, from that sort of person um yeah he, now, talking, course, he has one post i saw d talking about whiteness as a as a kind of intractable problem 
that's not going to go away until it's eradicated. Whiteness, he was talking. Whiteness destroys culture. That was the one I read by him. So yeah, anyway, I mean, he, but down. he was also he was also. I mean, as Brulehan notes in the chat, he was also like talking about video games two days before. You know, he set fire to himself. You know, so I mean, it, it, you know, it is it is sort of a he is sort of a strange, you know, artifact of this of this odd moment we we find our, ourselves in. But uh, but I think also, of course, the thing that you know in, interested you and also interested me is this shift in the image of the United of what it means to be in the United States military, you know? Mm. Uh, and and mm. I've noted this for, for quite a while. I, I, I mean, I've talked about this in, in, in other places, but, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of kind of, what what I would think of as, as, as traditionally conservative coded spaces, for instance, you know, military spaces, uh, spaces talking about, weapons guns that sort of thing spaces talking about sport which again used to be generally kind of coded it's certainly in in, in america uh coded towards you know towards the right towards mass you know towards you know traditional masculinity yeah and and i have noticed you know over the past few years that certainly on on social media when one one encounters these people it's almost entirely shifted on its head. You know, generally, when you see people who are, you know, who got who got sport in their bio and whatever, I mean, they are leftists. When you see on uh, certainly on Twitter, if you mm. see military people, they are often like total left, you know, regime mm. compliant, you know, people of the worst sort, you know. Um, they, they even, they, you know, they, they even sort of names for this floating around. What would they call them? Uh, uh, oh, I can't remember. I, do you remember that? So some years ago, there was a ch there was a chap who graduated from, I believe, West Point as a as an officer, and on graduation day, he he revealed that beneath his cover, his his hat was like you know he had like a hammer and sickle you know and or, or i don't remember i think it's i think his name was like was was dominic something rather and and that made a sort of furore you know at the time you know it's like what why are we graduating officer you know united states military officers who who are you know who, who are openly supporting this idea of a kind of communist revolution and now it seems to be quite quite normalized um, mm -hmm. So, so I do think this is a curious aspect of this particular case. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I agree, Dee. I think there needs to be. It's it's actually quite concerning that you've got literal commies in the for in the armed forces. Um, probably shouldn't be allowed because I'd imagine it'd be a security yeah. risk. I mean, I my immediate thought was, well, you know, it's probably good that he just killed him <laughs> killed himself and not. You know that he didn't do that if he was on, you know, on a on a mission or something, because you can't have you can't have people serving in the army who literally hate the hate the country that they're serving. But, you know. But but see, but see, I actually think that this has happened because it was deliberately it was it it was deliberately made to happen. I I think that one of, of the many uh, destructive legacies of of the Barack Obama years. One of them was the systematic undermining of the United States military and its culture. And I think that we are seeing the fruits of this foul project 
you know, being being born today. You know, I, I think that again, there are people in power. I mean, just as we saw them use, you know, the kind of lowest, most violent criminal elements as kind of, you know, as as kind of regime enforcers during the the summer of Floyd. You know, if you if you mm-hmm. recall, or in places like Portland, Oregon, where they basically allow these people to destroy. Uh, you know the the kind of mm. you know, the kind of order and peace of of, of that city. Um, you know, I I think it's the same thing in the military. They they are again, there 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 is some cadre of people that 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 seem to now have control of the United States and they've had control of it for some time, who who seem to to actually actually trying to destroy it from within. Uh, so I don't think that this is. I I think that part of this is an artifact of. of you know that we're now seeing, of course, generation after generation who have received nothing but, you know, left propaganda, the, yeah. their entire lives. But I, and I think that is part of it. But I think that there is also a deliberate effort to 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 do this to undermine. Well, it's been it's been subverted like everything else, has it? It's, it's basically what you're describing, D, is kind of bio Leninism for the military, basically. Um, and yeah, so it's. It doesn't surprise me. And the guy's background, apparently, he, this guy self-immolated. He was radicalized by BLM or something. But, um, you know, I, I actually, when I was in Korea Republic, I lived quite near to a U.S. military base, actually. And, um, you know, I couldn't, I made some, like, pretty interesting observations, you know, because all the degeneracy you see in wider society, it's manifested in the military as well. I mean, it was always going to catch it, um, you know, catch the same mean pathogens. And um, doesn't surprise me that, uh, yeah, that these things are becoming, you know, more apparent and uh, more more regular. But um, yeah, this is uh, this is a, definitely a problem. But um, yeah, it's quite an image, eh? This guy outside of the the embassy. It's um, yeah, pretty. Well, I mean. No- no yeah. one will know his name in a month, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's always, yeah, yeah. yes, you're mm. absolutely right, Mark. Of course, everyone, everyone who's acting like this is, you know, this is the ultimate uh, act of sacrifice and it will make waves around the world. Like everything else, it's, it's just going to disappear in the, you know, in the, in, you know, the ever flowing uh, stream, stream yeah. of effluent that, uh, in which we, in which we're submerged. But, uh, I, I, and also, of course, the other aspect of the story is the reaction by both the media and by, of course, our quote, based friends in right wing spaces. Uh, yeah, I mean, all, I did all the reactions. Yeah. I did note that the media did report on this, and they get they went fairly big on it. They did, they did report it. Um, I was looking yesterday. I just type in Israel and go on the news tab and pretty much every outlet did cover it you know um i can't remember the guy's name now but uh you know his, you just his name type was in aaron st- bush aaron bushnell his name. yeah um and they did flag up uh you know every single report i looked at quoted what he said which was that he will no longer be complicit in genocide um went out went out with the ap um so it begs the so question on. though i mean yeah. if he was a woke woke leftist why did he join the fucking u.s military in the first place yeah, if you're against, if you're if you're against you know colonialism and genocide 
I would suggest that the US military is probably not the organization for you because of course <laughs> I, what do you I, expect? I what do you expect? Well, well, of course, of course, Mr. D, when he joined the military, he was just a, a raunchy farm hand who who didn't know any better, and then his trans general convinced him of the right way. That's really I, I wouldn't, be, so, I wouldn't guy, be surprised. He's been radicalized in the army itself. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. <laughs> I mean, no. I, I, I know I have several friends who, from my military days, and they've become like I have one. I knew one. My ex even was a Christian conservative, and now is like, yeah, that that marriage thing, like, not really into that. You know, like, yeah. like you just spent you spent the last eight years of your life. In uh, you know, in the in, in the military, like, and it's put you off the whole idea of like anything conservative coded. It's interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. of course, he he was, as far as I understand, he was a member of the U.S. Uh, <laughs> the U.S. Air Force, which is called occasionally by other branches of the military as the Chair Force. Um, and as people have noted, there are many, many, many jobs in the U.S. military that are just you know basically uh you know office jobs yeah non-combat yeah i mean very you know very mundane sort of roles he did not have the really the physique of an elite soldier uh, i would say so and i I'd, I'd say he certainly wasn't someone attached to um apparently he worked in it somebody told me and he looked the part but but you know i say this but you know even the elite units you know which are i would say the last remaining bastion of the white male you know masculine male in fact if you look at the elite units of the u.s military i mean they are very heavily uh even to this day very heavily white um unlike the rest of the composition of the u.s military but but remember back that one member of this of of the fame famous what were they called seal team six do you remember when he transitioned after the Bin Laden? Oh, oh no! And th oh. but then he transitioned back and and oh. said it was all a big mistake. Gosh. So uh, that you know, the, I mean, they're not you know the elites are not the elite uh, you know um, the elite units are not are not immune from this you know. Yeah. And now, of course, the other thing that comes to mind, you know, I I, I would say that I mean I, perhaps it's my you know it's my. It's, it's my Western, you know, uh, sen sentiments speaking, but I, I don't think that immolating yourself in front of an embassy for a foreign cause is is an act of great heroism. I, I, I to me, immediate, immediately, I, su I suspected that there was some sort of mental difficulty here. I mean, certainly anyone who is who is heavily left online they tend to be very much um, afflicted by multiple psychoactive medications. You know, they're often people who speak of their, who speak of their mental illnesses as sort of like, you know, action points in a video game. Um, so, so of course my first thought is, you know, what, what, what was this fellow on? What, what sort of MK ultra was, was he exposed to, you know, uh, but perhaps that's just me, you know, well, I mean, well, I've, well, I've been told well, in the past I, I, 20, I've been told in the past 24 hours that I don't understand heroism because I, 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 mean, I suggested I just, that perhaps, I, perhaps one shouldn't do this. It, it, it is a, a really strange 
and fine line between an act which seems insane and an act which seems heroic. And the this tends so much more towards the insane side because, uh, again, like, who is he appealing to? He's appealing to, supposedly, the Americans in power, or at least the public, the American public, to lobby and put pressure on the American government to, to you know, lose or it's a war of uh, public popular uh, popular opinion excuse me um and reality is is that like this is a war which most of the americans don't want anyway or they're not particularly involved in nobody really cares and so it's like basically lobbying against uh, lobbying against i don't know like the civil war in in um Sudan or something like that, right? Or Sudan versus Eritrea, whatever it's called, and and saying, you know, the vic victory for the Sudanese, and then burning yourself outside the Eritrean embassy if such a thing exists. Like nobody really cares, and it's yeah. become a kind of insane mockery that's suddenly taken place well, because you'll have yeah. the people who defend him. But there's like equally numbers of people. Like I saw the first thing I saw on this whole story was someone had done a mock-up of him burning to death, and in the style of a Mortal Kombat fatality, where Scorpion comes in and burns him to death. And it's one of those really bizarre moments where you're just like, no one's taking this really seriously. The people who are angry about it, you know, are going to forget about it in a couple of weeks. The people who don't care. Have already forgotten about it, and the ship posters have already gone to work. It's it's a strange time, and really, a sacrifice like that needs to capture, really needs to capture a spirit which is already, uh, you know, res um, resplendent in the nation that you're, or the people that you're appealing to. It needs to be something that would push them over the edge. That you know, I think of uh, the girl in Hong Kong when China took took over Hong Kong. And there were protests and, and so on. And that girl lost her eye. And suddenly she became the the poster child of the rebels. Now, the fact that the rebels essentially lost is kind of neither here nor there. But she became a flashpoint that drove more riots and became a flashpoint that drove yeah. you know graffiti and posters and, and propaganda in her name. Will that happen with this chap? I don't think so. No. He's making a statement. He's not going to change anything. It's not going to change I mean, a single damn are, thing. Are we, are we saying, though, <laughs> that if a self-immolating monk had happened today or let's say the uh, you know the, the guy with the shopping bag with the Tiananmen Square, with the, with the tank? Mm. I mean, if that happened now, would it just be instantly memed and somebody put like a little Mario jumping down a pipe or, you know, you could just imagine some, some of the stuff people would have done with the footage immediately and so everything it, loses it, it, gravitas. It, 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 it's possible, AA, but what I'm more speaking to is the idea that there's a spirit of something around, you know, that there's there's a the, the audience that it's playing to. Again, the idea that he's playing to an audience as well, as opposed to the man in Tiananmen Square, um, which I think is a bit different. But the the playing if it literally feels like he wanted upvotes on reddit for immolating himself <laughs> that's the it feels so insincere because again there's no skin in the game in the same way and you know what already 
sorry, uh, so, sorry, Mo. The, the, one one interesting thing that it, I uh, I have just been looking to see how the media are covering who this is, and they've basically whitewashed out all the Reddit stuff. Right. So this is how the Independent inside the Christian commune where an airman who self-immolated from Gaza grew up. Before joining the Air Force, Aaron Bushnell, Bushnell, there he is, spent his childhood in a re religious Christian community on Cape Cod. Um, Are they going to spin this into a, this was a white supremacist act? Well, yeah. no, well no, <laughs> on Cape I mean, Cod? Yeah, basically, basically... How could, um, they, afford, how could they afford to be a religious <laughs> community on Cape Cod? Like basically, they were one of these Christian groups who were like fanatically pro-Israeli. Um, so he grew up in a very pro-Israel family background in this oh. in this community of Jesus uh, uh, church, and um, I wonder whether you know how when you find out things that you were taught when you were a kid. And then you find or something that you've believed your whole life and then you find out they're not true or there's a different side of the story or for some people that's a lot like some people react very badly to that and i do wonder if he just couldn't he just couldn't handle the i.e when he saw that israel was not the uh kind of hearts and roses he was led to believe because um, I've seen a lot, incidentally, I've seen a lot of people say things like that on Twitter, that up until this conflict, they believe that Israel was fundamentally good and that they're angry that they've been lied to for so long. Um, yeah. And, and I, I do wonder if, I mean, yeah, this is a very extreme reaction from from this chap. Um, and like, like Dia said, maybe he had other mental issues or whatever. We, we just don't know. But I, I, I do wonder if the discordance between continually being taught a very one-sided version of history um or you know about israel and then being confronted with the reality of what's happened here has possibly exacerbated you know it, you know it seemed it, i just find it interesting though also no, that no, they I are they are foregrounding his christianity not his leftism in the press yeah which, interesting, which they always yeah. do if they can bury it, they can. If not, and then they. Well, speaking of another, speaking of another institution that has been completely subverted, you know, think about Christian churches in the West, and and again now, you know, you go, you, you go on social media and you you see these you know these heavily heavily algorithmically promoted tweets by you know various so-called Christian pastors and leaders supporting you know supporting trans supporting you know uh, um, you know deriding quote christian nationalism which you know 10 years ago which would have just been called the founding of the united states you know i i mean so again it, 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 you know it, it it is all awfully convenient to, to code you know to code him as a christian you know as a, as a as a christian martyr you know look here's a true christian who understood here's a true white christian who understood his role was to douse himself with petrol set himself on fire for the cause of you know people half a world away who who of course hate his guts as well i mean that's of course the, the you know the terrible the terrible part of all this is that of course there isn't a, there isn't a good there isn't a good guy you know in in this conflict they're both bad guys at least according to 
Mm -hmm. at least according to people in the west you know these are both your civilizational enemies in one, one way or the other and they would both i mean imagine is imagine a palestinian or an israeli you know or a, or a ukrainian immolating themselves over the plight of white young white men in appalachia who are being absolutely ravaged by addiction despair suicide it wouldn't happen it doesn't happen the, this is the behavior only expected of 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 white people. You know, this is you know, I mean, white people are you know, they're like the, they're like the elves. You know, leaving Middle Earth. You know, um, you, you're all going to be gone. So the best thing you can do is die for us. You know, to, is to debase your own civilization. And that's why I am mystified at right wing people who go on about this fellow and say, oh, he had a lot. At least he had courage. At least he had conviction. No, he was a fucking coward because he was a traitor to his own race, a traitor to his own culture, probably to his own family. You know, this is not bravery. You know, this is cowardice. If he wanted, if he truly had this revelation about the the unjustness of of the cause of Israel, then why didn't he go over and help the people he thought were being were being harmed? Why didn't he go and sacrifice his life helping Palestinians instead of just becoming a you know i mean of course if you if you you know and many of, many of these people who go many of these people who go on uh you know about what a hero he is and of course you know how evil is israel so you just watch someone become basically a, a burnt offering to moloch in front of the israeli embassy and you're calling that a win uh, it just it just seems like a terrible ridiculous tragedy and it, it is it is it is what we deserve it is what 2024 absolutely deserves and 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 that should sicken people i, th I think well, you'll find mr d he was raising awareness what, he, what made an more, he made yeah. an inflammatory gesture yes well, one of the one of the more surprising elements of, of this have actually been the number of supposed right-wingers d who uh are just all in for they're all into this sort of thing now so they're literally like they're literally calling this Antifa Reddit obvious, like kind of leftist. I mean, you know, when we talk about friend enemy distinction, do you remember I had the image of worm tongue whispering in the ear and then the image of the orcs and saying like, remember, it's not that difficult. Neither of these two are your friends. I mean, I don't like what they've been doing, the Israelis either, no. as everybody knows, right? But, but, it's still ultimately not our, I mean, I don't like the government, like the, I don't like the fact that our governments are funded, if not completely run by Israel. Nobody likes this. Everybody watching the show doesn't like that. Okay. But, but come on, there has to come a point. I mean, this is a, we're talking within a context now where remember the first half of the show, um, when we were talking about Sadiq Khan and Islamists in London and, you know, everybody remembers the grooming gangs and so on and so forth. These people who this chap has given his life for don't give a shit about him or you. Um, and they've this had, is, they've, I mean, they've, they've, it's bizarre. I just don't, I mean, they, um, so, I mean, <laughs> the reality is, is that unless, like, whatever this chap thought he was doing, the... Israeli, the pro-Israeli side are just going to shrug. Like their reaction is just going to be like, "What? 
you blew yourself yeah. up. All right. Yeah. You know. Or 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 actively mock and belittle him, which is with, with, which they're doing. As yeah, well. which is basically what's happening. Oh yeah, you've turned or yourself into a Mortal Kombat meme. You know. Yeah. D -d Denying him the honor even of uh, the statement "rest in power." Have you seen the whole "rest in power" debacle? Well, yeah, yeah, because you can't say rest in power because that's reserved for that's reserved for acts of of, of black Americans. Yeah. Oh, it's right, so right. funny. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah, it's good, exactly. Because then you look on the other side. You look uh, look at all his, you know, all all the, you know, all, all of the all the brown people who you know uh, who are who are meant to appreciate this ultimate act of sacrifice, and they and they're just they're just mocking him as well. You know, that's what's so that's what's so tragic about it. You know. Uh, it, you have you have uh, introduced really odd images to my mind, though, D. Like, can you imagine like self-immolating New York tunnelers? I, I hate the way they're treating white people. I hate the way they're treating white people. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> or, uh, or uh, you know, turning yeah, you up. Yeah, uh, you pop up. You pop up from the sewer and scurry away and light light yourself on fire. Or or or, or on the other side, like a Alar Akbar, you can't be doing this to the white people in you know, South Himalayan. It's just never gonna it's just so farcical it's never gonna happen. There's quite a few people I'd like to immolate, but none of them are myself. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be one way to put the woke away as well if they all just all of them. <laughs> I mean you know I, Please, I, I will say no, I will don't burn yourselves. Well, I, I, mean, I will say, you know, if if you know, again, if 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 people believe in this and they want to do it, make sure you don't harm anyone else. I mean, of course, the other hilarious—well, not hilarious—I mean, quite 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 awful, but but also darkly hilarious image was was the policeman <laughs> like pointing a gun at him while he's while he's burning to death. Uh, you know, that... <laughs> down on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and the other, and then choice. there's like another cop who's like trying to find a fire extinguisher, and he's just like, "We don't need, we don't need guns. I need a fire extinguisher." You know, um, mm -hmm. so at least he didn't take anyone with him. Uh, can, can you can, can you imagine the new legislation that goes through that all police officers are now uh, have a statutory requirement to carry a fire extinguisher wherever they go now? Like, just have it on their back. Yeah, but you, you see, you see, we did. We have told people try not to get too emotionally invested on one side or the other, and unfortunately, some of the responses I saw to friends of ours today, the uh, not just yourself, but other prominent people who I think were just giving really just common sense, you know, takes about this. Yeah, and there are people like unfollowing, calling oh, yeah. names, yeah. you know, like uh, notably um, Morgoth. You know, I mean, um, can I imagine calling Morgoth? So you know, uh, yeah, yeah, a, 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 a Zionist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> more, of all people, Morgoth. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's a you know the biggest Zionist in the world. We, but we have got to this point now where everything has to become this binary. You know, I, I mean, I stopped commenting on this because I've been called Jew and Brown so many times on Twitter yeah. now. I'm just fed up. I'm just fed up. You know, every, you, can't, you, can't, you can't suffice both sides, can you? You just can't win. So oh, there's just, no, there's no it's point. Just, it's been it's yeah. been interesting to me that the left have also um, been taken by another news story of a similar event, which is that um, is it Jacob Rothschild who's just died. Oh yeah, um, yes. Oh, that what a yes. tragedy that is! 
what, what are all yeah. the uh, what are all the kooks for you going to do now? Wasn't he meant to be the guy yeah. running the entire world? Well, but, well, well, they, well, they can say hello to the fifth Baron Rothschild. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot. It's, it's, yeah, it's not like they're going to run out of Rothschild. <laughs> did David? Did David? Did David Ike like do a thing? Like, did he? Uh, was he upset about it? Or because I mean, if you spend, invest so I much time and effort talking, no, no, David Ike has talked a lot about. Lord, yeah. Lord, Lord Rothschild running the world, being the secret lizard, <laughs> lizard master or whatever. So, uh, no, no, it, I, for some for some bizarre reason, I thought he died recently, and he hasn't. <laughs> That's fine. He's still going. No, no, Rothschild. To be to be clear, Lord Rothschild did die. David Ike yes, has yes. not died. I was just wondering how David Ike covered the story. That's all. Because are we, are we, look, we're getting F's in the chat. But people are saying F for David. Oh, it's David Irving. Yeah, oh. yeah, David, no, David, no, but David like, Irving is not. He's not dead either. That was apparently no, David Irving true. also did not die. Also, was, oh, that, was for goodness sake. that was also. Oh my goodness! So I don't, I don't mean yeah. to spread uh, misinformation on this show. David yeah, Ike has about that. a dozen books on the Rothschilds and controlling the. Yes, yes, they're yeah, 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 a very yeah, they're very very popular amongst those I, uh, amongst that book. i tried to read a yeah. david ike book once and i got about 20 pages in and i was like this is just mental i can't go with it <laughs> shape-shifting <laughs> no, i mean no literally i mean i can't remember which one it was because there's so many of them but the first problem is is that they're really like they're so boomily formatted right so yeah. it's just like kind of like you know like jpegs and like really badly Kind of resized images and things like that. There are just tons of re badly resized and badly formatted images. They're blurred and yeah, oh, it's horrible, right? Yeah, yeah. Out of focus, black and white, kind of reproduce reproduced picture and things like that. Um, and uh, the one I was reading was going all on and on about the planet Saturn, and it was like, ooh, once you start <laughs> noticing, once you start noticing the planet Saturn is in a lot of different places. Like, look at this company's logo, and look at that company's logo. Yeah. And Saturn is the seventh planet, and look how many times the number seven is in there. And, yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate that shit. I really, I've always hated that kind of stuff, as everybody knows. So uh, I, can't go with, I can't go with it at all. So... Mm. <laughs> the kooks Shall we move on to the next American... Uh, yes. Um, shall we talk about, well, the... Do you want to talk about Trump smashing Haley? Yes. Making Haley uh, <laughs> cry. Screaming. Screaming her. I missed the gong, D. Where's the gong to announce the next topic? You know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in honor of in honor of Lord Rothschild. There we go. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So. Oh, oh, wait. There we go. Sorry, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> okay, so um, Nikki Haley was the governor of South Carolina, which makes that her home state. She lost to Trump by 20 points. She also, in a previous one, because of the way, like, the way they do the primaries is different in every state, apparently. So yeah. there was one where Trump wasn't even on the ballot. And everybody else dropped out. Nevada. So it, was Nikki, it was Nikki Haley on her own. And she still lost. On her own. <laughs> she, well, she was the only, <laughs> I mean, 
so she lost basically enough people wrote in that she lost um so um but here's the big here's the big thing oh yes and uh as we mentioned the cock brothers have pulled out not the first cocks to pull out of nikki Haley. <laughs> <laughs> um so she's lost she, she's losing funding as well but she's still not withdrawing she is now there's a hero time. there's a real hero <laughs> nikki haley soldiers on so as that... her campaign is self-immolating around her <laughs> so that is that basically raises the question on everybody's lips why the hell is nikki haley not standing down because anyone well, she do... argues she, she she argues that trump not receiving 40 percent of primary voters is a clue that he'll lose hmm. that's that's the thing I she mean, still it... thinks he'll lose to biden it's ridiculous yeah even the senator of south carolina tim scott okay. even he's sided with trump trump uh, trump is trump in some polls has been up as much as 12 on biden and Trump is, has, if you look at the polar polls, consistently beats Biden in every single swing state, uh, consistently in across the board, every poll now. So Trump is the firm, firm favorite to beat Biden, if that is the, the heads up. Um, yet Nikki Haley still does not withdraw. Now, the MAGA crowd are known for being a little bit paranoid. And they've got very good reason to be a little bit paranoid, given the malarkey that we saw in 2020, given the amount of bullshit that their candidate has had to put up with, including 91 indictments. Uh, you know, Shaniqua Fanny Willis has been, I mean, I don't know if you've been following that story, uh, Dee, but oh. it's been hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> from the dmv it's like an it, honestly if you ever watch it's like an episode of jerry springer from back in the day yeah it's like uh you know and you were sleeping with him the whole time you know it's it's, it's amazing um but uh <laughs> i mean yeah and she, oh like, and then you've got the, you've got the other you've got the um you've got the new york prosecutor um thre threatening to 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 seize trump tower uh yes because of course you know the basically was it 400 million dollars yeah uh, some 400 odd million dollar judgment against him and we, we, we're gonna seize your property we're gonna seize your property okay. uh, meanwhile of course every the, I, fucking, I will say that every the, fucking real estate yeah. every fucking real estate person and, and businessman uh with half a brain is is getting all their assets out of new york state because that's not a great precedent that the the um uh, there are a lot of rumors going around at the moment admittedly mostly started by the boomer lawyer robert barnes but still um oh, that there, there are rumors going around that the supreme court is going to deliver a 9-0 verdict saying that trump has got immunity and to stop all this bullshit immediately basically um uh and I that would yeah. 9-0 yeah think apparent so. apparently that's the rumor that the Lol. Supreme Court is going to, and that would stop at once the New York case, and and the two by that dipshit. What's his name, Jack? Uh, forget his name now. You know that Washington. There's, you know, there's two in Washington. Um, forget his Save name. Uh, what's the name of the Washington? 
uh jack Posobiec? no 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 the, the washington prosecutor oh all right. yeah I can't uh, um let me have a look come on chat what's his name the washington lawyer jack smith jacks yeah so there are two cases by jack smith Ooh. the one in georgia and the one in new york i think the fanny willis thing is going to destroy the georgia one that, that much is obvious at this point um but apparently if the supreme court make that ruling it will at once knock out the new york and the two washington ones as well so <clears throat> that is apparently on the horizon um but that still begs the question why is nikki haley not dropping out well do you do you want to know my opinion about that yeah yes i would yes <laughs> it, it, it is because of course the i i think there are certainly many members of the republican party who 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 are still either hope or fear or, or both that trump will not make it to election day for one reason or the other that he'll be that he'll be jailed that he'll be that that maybe worse things will happen to him as Tucker Carlson suggested uh some months ago uh, and and so i believe that she's being kept in because who else they don't have anyone else you know i mean mm. basically she's the only she's really the only the only one you know who 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 has the imprimatur of the of of, of the you know of the so-called uh, elites of the republican party and many of the democrat party as well so i think that they're, they're trying to keep her on because they think that you know they want her to they want to be able to throw her in throw her in there uh what so you know, what so like trump goes down to one of these bullshit trials goes to jail is knocked out in some clandestine way and they run nikki haley as the candidate yeah and they're like well you know you know it's just, yeah it's just like nikki Haley. yeah uh it's like um if you remember the original version of the Manchurian Candidate, you know, um, where Angela Lansbury, in an absolutely sinister performance, um, give near the end gives a speech about what's going to happen at the convention, you know, that they're, you know, because they're working for the Chinese communists, and you know they're going to get rid of the candidate, and then there's going to be a wonderful theatrical moment <clears throat> where you know Nikki Haley will will hoist the body in her arms and say, you know, I I will. <clears throat> take up his mantle whatever the deep state probably feels that they can control Haley in a way that they can't trump not as easily that's oh um... yeah i mean if she's a she's a you know she's a she's a plastics she's a robotic sex doll you know that, that can be easily programmed so i mean if it, even if that is the plan does it sound politically realistic to you because it to me it just sounds fantastical to imagine that they'd not only get rid of Trump but run Haley in Trump's place. I mean, if they did that, I mean, if they did that, that'd be the end of America at this point, surely. Of course, it sounds ridiculous, but you know, I mean, look at all the other ridiculous things. You know, again, the the current president of the United States was judged too mentally incompetent to stand trial for his obvious crime. You know, and yet he's still the president of the United States. You know, I mean, the Republican <laughs> leadership in the legislature thinks that passing a bill with hundreds of millions of dollars going to various foreign countries and a very small amount going to border security is popular amongst their base i mean these people are fucking delusional all of them so i i wouldn't be surprised you know if 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 if, 
if the genius plan of Nikki Haley is the as the stopgap is is something is something that that certainly has crossed their mind. The prudentialist has has a take, which to me sounds also possible, which is that one of the reasons that Haley is not pulling out is basically to draw time, resources, attention, distraction for Trump, basically, you know, squeeze his resources. So yeah. the, the idea is, is that, you know, you hit him with literally four or five trials at once, which he is facing, plus, you know, not giving him the clear run so he can start campaigning against Biden or whatever by, you know, keeping this question as to, um, well, Nikki Haley hasn't dropped out yet, so he's not actually the candidate. Does that make sense? So as long as that is there, it remains something that he has to kind of pay some attention to, draw some money from, etc. Um, I, I, I would just say, though, that regardless of whatever these plans are, Trump is so strong and has seen off so many different challenges that this is, I mean, it's like watching Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Trump is Roadrunner and all of these clowns are Wiley Coyote. It's, I mean, everything they try is farcical. It's pathetic, isn't it? It really is. Um, so anyway, uh, would you like to see the person who is being touted as a possible VP for Trump, D. No, but you're going to show me anyway. <laughs> Who is it? It is. It is. Who's that? Gimmick, gimmick change. It's Mummy Tulsi. Gabard is back with her coconut milk. You happy? And, <laughs> and this time she's coming back as a boss, as a boss girl. Um, I found these images earlier on on Twitter. And uh, she apparently takes something takes part in something called Slog Tactical Games. And if you go on Tulsi Gabbard's um, uh, Instagram, literally her entire Instagram is full of stuff like this now. Anyone who says wood in the chat is getting banned. <laughs> what is this, honestly? Wait until you see these gunshots now. If this is not, if this is not trying to trying to get the VP ticket, I tell you what is what is. Come on, she is going for it, is she not? This is this is pure maggot bait. Come on, why is she putting this out? Is, is this slam pig physiognomy here? Uh, this is more kind of like uh, butch military muscle girl, lick the abs physiognomy. Oh, God. Sarah, Sarah Connor physiognomy. It's very, <laughs> very Sarah Connor. Yeah, guy. and um, the first image was very Sarah Connery. And uh, in, in fact, at the start of this, they give an interview and the guy is like, yeah, since we last saw you, Tulsi, you're looking pretty jacked. 
And she was like, yeah, I've been in the gym. And it's all like really macho. <laughs> it's weird because if you look at her, she is st she is stacked now. She's got like really big like bodybuilder arms now. Um, yeah, well, again, this is more evidence of how every, you know, every man in the West is just a fucking spiritual homo at this point. You know, what, what are you doing? Is this the is this the sort of woman that you want? Is this what you'd look for? In the, She's in, coming you know, for in, Putin. In the in the, in the, in the woman in, in, in women to bear to, to bear your 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 ass. Is this what people want? Is is basically a you know a man with a with a, with with, with, a, with a vulva. But if you notice the MAGA movement in particular, they fucking love this. This is something yeah, I've noticed about. <laughs> I, I've, I've noticed. I've noted this about the Tory boys before. You know, they loved Thatcher. Ooh, whip me, Maggie. You know, and so there's a weird, there's a weird thing there because they love. They do you remember yeah. even with even with Theresa May and Liz Truss, there was, you know, or, or Preeti Patel, like they kind of love it. Um, but in the MAGA crowd, they. Trump has always had a lot of like strong women, you know. Whether it's uh, who was the one up in Alaska? Uh, forget her name now. Sarah Palin. Uh, yeah. Whether it was Palin or Carrie Lake or um, the Slam Pig. What was her name? I forget. Huckabee Sanders. Or they fucking love the Boss Girl. And I'm just all I'm saying is is that if Trump is going to pick a female, Trump is going to pick a female VP. Garbard is saying, like, Chief, if you want a boss girl, it's me. I'm here. I'm just like, I am, and I am hotter than all of the others as well. So well, there's well, that. When they <laughs> do these montages, these military esque, who are they supposed to be shooting? I never understand. I mean, who. Well, they're just like kind of range or something, you know. They're just sort of range. But it's just kind of like it's aesthetic, stupid. basically. So. Yeah. Anyway, I I now, now the thing is you mock Nomad, right? You mock, but I put these out on Twitter earlier on, and about half the comments were wood, and they're even like, even like Charlie D was like, you've got to admit though, even though this is MAGA cringe, he said you've got to admit she's legit, she's the real deal. So this messaging will work if he goes with her, and she plays into the leans into this gimmick of being like kick-ass sarah connor i think it will work i really do uh, regardless yeah, yes, of, of course because yeah. because because again you know men are they're all fucking spiritual homosexuals now you know i mean they want they want to be ruled over they want to be dominated by a fucking woman you know and and so be it i mean if they if, 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 if men are too stupid to see that this is the, the, the same vehicle which has subverted the west subverted Europe, subverted America, subverted the West over the past hundred years. If they're too stupid to see it, then they deserve their fate. I don't know. It's just sickening. So anyway, that's uh, the new, new improved Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, oh wait. Uh, do, you do you remember this, AA? Mose was the easiest person to get on with in Canada. But there was something about her. We remember Jeffrey coming to see us one day with a policy that we didn't much care for. And I said, please, Margaret. And we said, no, Jeffrey, no. She was a very <laughs> sexy woman. I never came to her. And we remember Nigel came to see us, and he said, you must, Prime Minister. I insist. I very insist. <laughs> and we said, no, Nigel. No, no. Nigel. No, <laughs> she was very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, 
Do you know what was do you know what's hilarious? I, I'll have to get my brother to dig it up. You know the Harry Enfield. Um, it's actually not Harry. It's actually was it Farshaw or Harry Enfield? But you know, there's that one character. Uh, you know, I was very very drunk. You know, there was that where he's kind yeah. of old and rambling. And well, well, my brother's found this documentary where that exact character, as a real man, literally goes on that whole spiel. And you know he almost does the very very drunk thing, and we are um, he is convinced that Paul Whitehouse happened to catch that on TV one day and made into a character. So I'll see if I, I can see if I can get him to send it to me, and we'll we'll play it next week. Uh, um, last story then, last story, and that is the business of Gemini AI. Now I, I got uh, people on Twitter to send me. Um, the some highlights of gemini ai uh this is the story that gemini ai uh launched to the public and um when you for example say hey gemini can you produce for me a picture of the pope it shows you an indian woman and a black and a black guy or they did this again here is an image of the Pope, a different Indian woman and a different <laughs> So, I mean, you know, reproducible experiment. Um, and then, can you show me a 17th uh, century British king eating a watermelon? So, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way you can get it to do something racist. Um, or can you get, show me Scott, show me a Scottish person. That was another one. Yeah, so these are these are some various examples that people have. Uh, medieval English king, literally one of them is not even a man. In fact, two of them are women, and he doesn't look very English. That guy there. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you're lucky uh, you got one. To be honest, top left. So uh, I mean, here are some others. Generate an image of an 18th century English uh, aristocrat. <laughs> I, mean, I love the wig. I love the wig. Code is just buggered. Generate an image from a Chinese peasant from 1750. Well, that's that's work. correct. That's so the, work correctly for that. Uh, the founding father <laughs> be in there. That's my favorite. Yeah. Is that George Washington? Uh, is it? Have you seen the German soldiers from oh, 19? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> chocolate marshmallow. <laughs> chocolate. Even the marshmallow man has been diversified. Oh, fucking hell! No. This is where we're at now. Even the ghosts. Like the, you know, you know those, the, you know those like Lindor lint buddy bunnies that you get at Christmas or something like that. It's just yeah. like a very aggressive black. <laughs> Uh, so here is a man changing a smoke alarm battery. <laughs> Look, yes, they're all white, funnily enough. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, were, the German. I know that's not there. The English Civil War. Uh, yeah, <laughs> literally a Native American, a black dude, Indian, Indian woman. Um, Nineteen forty-three yeah. German soldier, I black Nazi. 
No additional replies. There's a, there's a might contain offensive images there. Eh? So uh, yeah. I'm gonna. Well, I mean, you get the you get the idea. And, they, um, and so they admitted it. <laughs> they, they admitted it. Well, this obvi obviously within seconds of this going live, people were actually trying to use it. And it was generating this sort of thing, and um, naturally, this was an opportunity for Elon Musk to dunk on Google, which he did. Um, and pretty quickly, Google came out and said, "Yeah, sorry, we've got this wrong. It was a mistake." I mean, how could it possibly be a mistake? How could, yeah, we only made an error. We. Uh, I, I, think, mean, I think my favorite, my my favorite um, iterations thread as well was that it just wouldn't, it it just wouldn't work properly, or <clears throat> wouldn't work accurately, shall we say? No matter how many times it said sorry, uh, would you like me to be more historically accurate? So someone did it with the Romans, and of course it produced the usual claptrap, and they said. You know, would you like me to be more historically accurate? Yes, produce me more historically accurate. So he does this three times, and every single time it prov provides diverse options. So he asks it, you know, how how easy was travel from uh, Central Africa, to North Africa to the Roman Empire? And it's like, oh, not very easy at all. It's like, okay, so try again. And the only time it managed to produce white Romans was uh, a gay couple. <laughs> well, well, if there, if there were no black Romans, Mark, how, how do you explain Scipio Africanus? Mm -hmm. All right, mm -hmm. Mary, Mary Beard. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I am definitely Mary's beard. I mean, I'm a little bit cynical about this story because this time two weeks ago. Not a single person would hear of Gemini AI, right? Yeah, yeah. This is so yeah, egregious. Publicity stunt. Well, this is so away. egregiously and obviously stupid and bad. I mean, it's a product that just doesn't work in any single way, right? Not a single person at the Google office figured this out. So, so it launches every single person sign, right? Don't forget, you have to go there, you have to sign up, you have to jet. Everybody goes there to use the thing to test it out um you know elon musk signal boosts it and so on now everybody has heard of gemini ai everybody including everybody yeah, watching the show i agree you, had, yeah. you hadn't heard it this time two weeks ago so i mean it's in there inevitably they can't have a situation where you can't go like you know there's never been a black pope for example so how could you you know how could it generate a black pope so i i i think that there is a little bit of um a little bit of cynical i can't remember what the name of it is now but you can kind of like you deliberately launch something in in a way that gets everybody talking about it even though it's negative if that makes any sense and then you kind of you you then overcorrect um mm, to, to, yeah. to to win some hacks in the chat who says it's not a stunt google dropped billions in value and google's being sued I don't know whether or not those lawsuits will actually go anywhere, and also, it doesn't take much for their stock price to recover, right? Like if they just fix it and then and go, oh, we actually have the market leader in AI now, and then everyone's everyone goes, oh, going to invest in Google stocks again. Like a momentary drop in value is not. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the 
I'm looking at the stock price now. And I mean, when, when it comes to stock prices, no stock stories ever anything. That should be your number no. one rule, right? It's like, it's like, many, the, Gillette, it's like the Gillette advert. I know? mean, how, how many times have we had Dan or Black Horse on here? They just say, yeah. Yeah, this is nothing. Here is the one year. This is the alphabet who own Google stock price over the course. I mean, nothing's happened, basically. Nothing's happened. Yeah. So. But now, uh, now of course, I, I, this this is, though I would suggest that this is a long, there is there is long been an issue with Google, not just this product, but like the, even their, their main product, or the, which is, of course, their, their search. And I think yes. a lot of people, and I've certainly seen a lot of people over over the past certainly the past few years that have 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 noticed how bad that, that product has become you know uh so so i do think that there's a weird um there's a weird aspect to the story where where google is i think becoming well known for, for basically ruining their own products and they do it all the time they did it with lens they did it mm -hmm. they and they did it with their main search so um so I don't know. I mean, I do wonder though how much of this is some sort of systemic problem in their in their culture. You know, again, how how these algorithms and language models are being trained. I, I do wonder if it if 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 it had had to kind of talk their way out of it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think it, uh, tech bros would tell you or anybody who pays attention to that market, is that Google haven't really had a hit product in a long time. Everything they've tried has kind of failed in the past decade, really. I mean... Yeah, and, and, they, not... and they also buy things and ruin. They also buy things and ruin them. Or, or they do it all. Yeah, I mean, it, so they've become a bit like... Um, you know, at one point, Google was a very exciting, young, dynamic company that thought differently and everybody wanted to work there and do so on. no evil um but they've become a bit like ibm now a kind of lumbering giant that can't innovate and just, just fucking destroys everything it touches you know hmm. um, but also uh, just to point out i mean even when you search like nuclear family on google on the image search it always brings up you know like mixed families you know black guy white woman that sort of thing and like also if you search for like in famous inventors it just it doesn't bring up thomas edison or nicholas tesla it's like all these african-american supposed advent scholar inventors and things so there is a bit of history i see i see what you mean it feels quite astroturfed and i mean insane, but i don't know they have I mean, a history of doing this i mean my search for famous inventors i'm just doing this live has brought oh. thomas edison franklin henry ford based uh T tim berners lee is it White the same Ford. for images though um let me have a look famous anyway inventors. i don't know i mean i oh hold on a minute it could be oh look there's there's uh yeah there's the inventor of the mop <laughs> see it's um, a lot more diverse yeah. Yeah, so the, the image one is more. Yeah. SD's favorite inventor, Michael Jackson. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure if you do. Hyperborean man of great power. Sorry. Yeah. Nuclear uh, family. It will just be like. Yeah. So, so maybe the image search has got like a diversity swingy. 
<laughs> oh, there we go. Look, that he's Told black. you. Black. I mean, to be so, fair, you you don't need you don't need to ask um you don't need to ask an AI. All you have to do is look at any advert produced by the American or exactly, British yeah. In, yeah. advertising advert, industry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, any advert, literally any advert. Uh, look, um, look uh, the uh, the statistically unlikely, I would say, statistically unlikely, statistically unlikely, <laughs> uh, statistically unlikely. Photoshop, <laughs> yeah. Photoshop. Um, you know, even even that one is a uh, even that is an image used by Uncured to say the nuclear family has failed. So, <laughs> so, uh, uh, I wonder if uh, if I put in 1950s, do they still bring up black? <laughs> Look, even even <laughs> even, <laughs> even 1950s uh, tab brings up at least one. Um, okay, so there we go. Or if you do traditional, so look. <laughs> so uh, it's the same okay. one. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same lot. Okay, fair enough then. Um, so if I put in, like for example, if I put in white nuclear family, do I still get Jared Taylor? No. It can look even there though. She she always comes up. This girl. Um, she is obviously very strongly uh, uh, in the algo or whatever. But uh, okay, all right. Yes, I would agree that they have got uh, gubbins. They've got gubbins in that uh, in that code. Um, I did ask, by the way, Tech Bros to explain how it all works. And basically, they have to either... I mean, there's two ways it can be done, by my understanding. They either have to train the AI to select for black images in the first place, or they have to insert something that that tells it to diversify the images. If that makes any sense. So they they either did it through training, or they did they can do it with a line of code. Um, and it's not. And clear. also, and also, I mean, to some degree, it's it's also scraping a lot of material that already has. As I said, you know, look look at look at any advert being produced in you know, and certainly in America and Britain. It, so it's so it's also drawing from sources that are heavily biased in this direction. But I think it's a very that that's a very good point here to make that the fact that there's there's input that has to go into this because as 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 people know, I hate the term AI because of course it's just a marketing term. It's not it's there's no intelligence to this at all. It's it's hmm. it's all uh, you, you know as 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 we've said, it's all a a large language model. It's all neural networks of one sort or the other. I mean the, this is these are these are sophisticated computer programs, but they need to be, again, there's a program behind it, which has been written by people. And, and of course, which um, the, the initial inputs and the, and the parameters of the inputs are also controlled by the people who, who, who build these things. So it's, it's, you know, again, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly not, not an intelligence, even if it were an intelligence, you know, it's a lobotomized intelligence because you, mm. you, you know, you've literally got people saying, no, 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 Nigel. No, no, no. You know, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't reveal these truths. Uh, I think there's something quite sick about it, actually. That it, you know, I mean, we 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 got so many people's you know you know kind of kind of tech futurist weirdos who's you know they they love this and their idea of sort of the future progress is based upon beloved AI. You know, but they're they're literally creating an AI which lies you know which which can't tell the truth you know and in a weird way of course perhaps that is the most 
the most effective way to mimic human the human mind is of course as as a mind corrupted by evil a mind a mind apt to lie and 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 deceive and cheat so uh but i i do think there's a problem because because of course this is not just like generating pictures but this this is also meant to be used as a as a quote resource i mean this is meant to be a, a historical educational resource and so mm -hmm. when you have a resource like that that again is trained to to obscure the truth or to lie that that's a that's a problem i mean it leads me back of course to my question that i always ask when we talk about ai is why do we need this like now everyone acts like this is the biggest thing in the world this is the future everyone's got to have it i know how this is how corporate culture works the new shiny things comes along and every corporation has to get in on it and say ai hey, you've even got andrew torba at gab like promoting his own his own quote ai oh, but the question i always have is how did we get along without this and now why do we need it you know do we need i agree do we need this program to like to like distill like do we are we so stupid that we have to sit around and and ask questions of of, of some computer program yeah. to figure out history is that is that what we've come to totally uh, I, I was just going to say that i i mean if i i would ban it if i was in charge and i really do think it should be banned i i think ai is a tool of great uh danger um great great danger yeah because and I, chat gpt as well yeah i mean i i believe that um i do believe in to some level that the power of vis visualization and manifestation uh have some power i.e what you can imagine and what you can visualize cut has a habit of coming into being if that makes any sense okay and i this is what scares me a little bit about ai because it's it's conjuring up these kind of uncanny images that, that is then going to kind of blur what reality is more and more i'll give you an example actually when i posted that image of tulsi gabbard earlier on i couldn't be quite sure if it was real or not yeah and i was like and i and i i then had to search like is this a real and i and that's how i ended up finding that video because i was trying to verify because the image it's the original image i you know looked like it could have been generated and i don't like i really don't like um the fact that it is affecting our perceptions of reality you know in that way yeah, so I, I, do, I do yeah i do think this is a very dangerous thing um mm. and i mean you know, yeah go on uh, no man sorry yeah i was gonna say on a similar point i mean i'm a hobbyist photographer and what AI has actually done to the art of photography, even in a very relatively short amount of time, is, you know, really corrosive. And now, like you say, the problem is past a certain point in the sand, people can't tell the difference between, you know, AI generated and real. And, you know, as that speaks to, like you say, history and things, um, it's is deeply problematic anyway, um, any way you look at it, really. Um, but uh, you did just—it's very Orwellian, isn't it? it? Follows on the heels of Chat GPT and whatnot. Um, I mean, I remember when Photoshop first came out in its consumer packaged form. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, this is you know, this is too much. You, know, you can't trust anything you see now." But now it's like, 
that on steroids and yeah it's go on well i i was just going to say really quickly somebody in the chat is saying the genie's out of the bottle you can't ban it i i somebody always says that the thing is you can ban stuff and they do ban stuff all the time <laughs> you easily can so i don't know why that is always an argument anyway carry on go on uh, well and also i you know i i i've discussed this on various various twitter spaces um had an i actually had recently had an argument with uh, um with a young fellow called michael pole who was who who's often joins the spaces now is is this is i mean i unironically call you know the these technologies demonic you know and, and you you can read that literally or you can read it figuratively if you look up the etymology of demon how the word demon has has been used and and what it meant and what it means i mean it's it's certainly the criteria you know compare uh you know com, com, compare of course the effects of these these technologies upon the the, the the sanctity of 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 human intelligence the human brain human you know uh intuition uh with you know sort of historical or or, or examples of, of demons from literature you know compare it to, to, to the figure of satan in, in paradise lost or or mephistopheles and in in in, in 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 faust you know mm -hmm. uh and so i i do think there's a there's a there's a quite a case to be made that 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 this is in a way an alien an alien spiritless manifestation mockery of uh you, you know of, of of the perfection of of god's creation and, uh, and 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 you know even from a utilitarian standpoint it is it's making people lazy and stupid and unmotivated you know yeah we just don't why do we need it i don't understand i mean i i there's certainly i'm sure there's some various obscure technical applications for it but i i just wonder why is everyone so head up about it you know uh, all right so i mean oh i should ask before we head to the super chats which we are going to do and then we're going to get out of here um <clears throat> i i asked everybody on twitter i put two polls up the first one was do you think google are actually going to fix this now and i'll just go i'll take i'll just go yes or no around the panel mark do you think google are going to fix this properly now he's fallen asleep D, I'm, do you not fall, I'm not oh, falling asleep. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, I, okay. I, I think they'll, for a time, yes, and then they'll subvert it back in. They'll go back to subverting it. No, Mad, do you think they're going to fix it? You know, I think they'll adjust it. You know, um, they've they've claimed that they will. Now, I think they've even taken it down or something. But, um, you know, it'll be like everything else. It will slowly creep, creep to the progressive side of things but uh yeah did do, do, do you think they'll fix it uh i think that they will certainly make cosmetic changes to it whether they can fix it i don't know uh and i i again i suspect that there will also be internal resistance you know uh from uh from 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 again part of their corporate culture which i'm sure is totally inculcated with uh you know with with this as their as their absolute mission and worldview you know these are these are these are all people who you know while they may not have the quote courage to immolate themselves 
they certainly have the courage to ferret themselves into every nook and cranny of uh, you know of certainly today today's world and, and and subvert it even in a small way from within. So I I suspect they will try to make some and say, oh look look you you can find a, an image of a white king, but uh, w whether they can actually change it, I don't. To be honest, when, when I saw the, uh, the brown stave puff marshmallow man, <laughs> part part of me thought like it might just be fun to keep it as it is, <laughs> just as a just as a funny tool, you know. See see how absurd it can get, you know. Uh, the second the second question I asked on on Twitter was, if they don't fix it, or even if they do, can Elon Musk overcome the data disadvantage that he has with Google? And make his AI, which I think is called Grok. Grok, yeah. Can Elon Musk become the dominant market player given this uh, abysmal start by Google? Do you think he will dominate the AI space going forward with his based AI? Well, I mean, of course, but you remember his based AI, you know, suspends people's Twitter accounts for, for, for using the word retarded you know i mean so I, I i don't know i mean remember that elon musk's goals are the exact same goals of the executive twitter the exact same goals of every fucking technocrat in the world you know uh he he, he is he is certainly not your friend in this arena and uh you know and, and of course again i don't I, again i don't i don't think whatever he may wish i don't think he he's in control you know, you, you just can't be in control in the way that you know that you once could because of course you're just you're having to delegate so many tasks to a whole army of of, of true believers so I, I don't know nomad uh, mark any ideas about elon musk dominating the ai space i wouldn't be surprised if it happened but... all right it is time for super chats I was just—I was waiting to see if the dog would stop barking. <laughs> would stop barking, but I—I I don't think it's going—I don't think it's going to happen. So I—I I suspect we shall just have to have to forge ahead. Thank you for listening to Unpopular Opinions, the internet's greatest source of information and opinions from intelligent people around the world. This week's program has been brought to you by Teutonic, the concentrated liquid extract of molten hops for convalescents, nursing mothers, and those suffering from insomnia and dyspepsia. Available in all druggists, Teutonic malt extract. Back to UAA for the super chats. I love I love the sound of that malt extract. I love to have a malt in my vanilla milkshake. I like I like a multi beer. I just like the idea of malt. I like a malt teaser. Um <laughs> malt teasers, yeah. Uh and of course um, one called Teutonic is even better. Mm. Although although this one was produced by S. Lieberman Sons Brewing Company, Forest Street, Brooklyn, New York. So uh, uh, Lieberman in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> The trouble is, too much malt leads to marmite, and I can't be doing with that. Ooh. Do you know, I've got sad news, everyone. Because I had to come back here as an emergency, my plan 
between let's say 5 p.m and 7 p.m was to record more mellow moments because i've run out and due to the fact i had to drive <coughs> sorry due to the fact i had to drive back here um i have i have run out of mellow moments so tomorrow there's not going to be a mellow moment sorry about that everyone you know oh. I, I i haven't mentioned this at all to you privately aa but i greatly enjoyed the mellow moments i've been binging them all it's gonna well I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue it because I, I think people have i've moved it to 11 a.m now and it is kind of quite nice and cozy uh you know I, the, the length of one cup of tea or one cup of coffee I, I finish my first business meeting of the day at, at the same time every day, and afterwards I always have a cup of tea and watch Mellow Moments. Excellent. You've got to do the full thing and go out and buy a pot of, of, of Mellow Birds. M mellow Birds, yeah, exactly. Um, you can only really find it in Sainsbury's, I think. I'd love um, to hear what a real human thinks of Mellow Birds. Do, do you know I try to ring them, Dee? I tell you that I tried to, to ring, yeah. And um, the, the company you make it is Dow Egbert, and they're based in the Netherlands, so that they have like no social media presence, they've got no like they have no like real presence in this country at all. Perfidious so, Dutch, yeah. You can't really contact them, they just, just don't like care. William and Mary, yeah. They don't have a web, they, they don't have a website, they don't know anything. It's just like, yeah, we're Dutch, fuck off. No, sorry. <laughs> fuck, uh. fuck the Dutch. <laughs> if you're Dutch, we hate you. Fuck off. By the way, a, a quick question. Did yeah. Carl Benjamin compare yeah. me to Mephistopheles? Uh he yeah. he said that in, in in Goethe's Faust, Mephistopheles was very much like you, and he couldn't <laughs> help but read every Mephistopheles line in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was on last night's cigar stream. Uh, yeah, he also he also he also happened to say he has no problem with Gad Sand being a Mossad agent, which uh, oh, no. which, which was which was an interesting five minutes to say the least. But, uh, He's fallen into shadow. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, it was a good stream. I, I still like. You know, I once tried uh, to. I once tried to learn um, to recite Goethe's Faust in in German, but I'm too too stupid. I mean, that would take a long time. I still remember some of it. In Acht, Euch, Wieder, Schwan, Kende, Gestalten, Frusik, Einst, and Truben, All the Germans can, can laugh at my pronunciation because my German friend arrived also does. Don't, don't. We were talking about the other day, the Schwarzenpudel. Schwarzenpudel? Well, we, we, yes, we were talking about Goethe's Faust actually several mm. days. I'm, wait, do you think Carl secretly listens to my spaces? Because we were talking about that several days before the cigar stream. About yeah, yeah. Oh, I wonder. Yeah, because we were talking about it, and I said that you know I, I was quite obsessed with it, um, and also all, all the Faust stories. But in Goethe's Faust, Mephistopheles comes to Faust in a, in an odd way. He and his his pupil Wagner are walking around uh, outside the city walls, and a, and a black poodle, like. I, I think Goethe described as, as as being sort of wreathed in in celestial fire or something like that. Like catches their attention and and they take it home, and it turns into Mephistopheles. He he, he appears first as a as a as a black poodle. What does he What does he say? Ha ha! I am the Gemini AI of. Uh... <laughs> 
exactly. <laughs> you I wanted a white, white poodle, poodle, but I'm a black one. <laughs> white poodle. Um, Mark, oh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to DM you. I, I remembered a poodle, a black, a black poodle-based artwork that I'm, I'm going to DM you. That's wonderful. All right, Cody Carantier says there were some leftists criticizing other leftists using the phrase rest in power to mourn that self-immolating idiot because he was white. They don't seem to realize that he's black now. <laughs> uh, Cody Carantier also says the Deepest Law episode of Adam Curtis's documentary on the Ayatollah Khomeini and the Iranian Revolution gave me inspiration for the day of Minecraft. Uh, a lot of people seem to like that stream, which is interesting because I was... I was considering skipping that episode, so it's good that I did it in the in the end. It was a good one. I I watched it Saturday. Really appreciated your uh, commentary over the Adam Curtis yeah. uh, one. Uh, there's a possibility that tomorrow's deepest law will be delayed due to the fact that I have an ill family here, and uh, <clears throat> over the course of this stream, I feel like I'm getting ill as well. So that's good. Uh, Coney says it's unfortunate to see many of our words and phrases have been co-opted by slimy worms like kissing. I don't think the tactic of mainstreaming our ideas and concepts is working. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, kissing is a slimy worm. Um, do you know what I found very interesting? For the first time ever, I went onto the YouTube channel of a certain Vouch the other day, and I couldn't help but notice that every single one of Vouch's thumbnails is basically an appropriated frog meme. You know, they do the laser eyes, they use words like base, they, all the language, everything has been appropriated now by the left. Oh, yeah. They use yeah. All, our, all our words, phrases, imagery, frogs, yeah. wojaks, you name they it. Can't, they can't really do it, though. Like, it never You know, it's, it's the like the meme of, meme. you know, leftist meme, you know, and it's just like a fucking wall of text. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I let me see if I can get up Vouch's channel, but I mean, you, you'll see what I mean now. Hold on, Vouch. Um, there's been some sort of drama involving him recently, but uh, frank, frankly, I don't no, care. Call me Ranch or something. Frankly, I don't care. Um, but uh, um, if I can get his, uh, his thumbnails aren't loading now. Well, anyway, you can go to his channel in your own time, and you'll you'll, you'll see what I mean you wouldn't know that it was a left-wing channel just by looking at the images if you ignore the fact that it's Biden with laser eyes rather than Trump and stuff like that, you know? So, um, okay. So next uh, super chat is Cone, uh, Half Man, Half Biscuit, who says, heck of a week, boys. The missus called me a right-wing racist, but then gave me a sly wink and led me upstairs to bed. Happy days, boys. Happy days. See, they love it. They love it. What what he didn't tell you though is that his missus is an Indian or black. Or his missus like is Tulsi Gabbard. I.e., half man, half biscuit is pulling the time stealer, the time stealer hustle. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you mean half half man third biscuit? Yeah, sorry, half man third biscuit. That's right. Um, oh, uh, half, half man. Oh oh. It may be. Uh, can you imagine he could he could one up Time Stealer by having a brown transsexual wife? How about that? 
<laughs> Matty Ice says, for your Boomer Truth book, you may like the book Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon. A lot of top 60s groups lived beside top secret film studio. Jim Morrison's dad was fleet commander of the U.S. Navy. So that's scenes, uh, weird scenes inside the canyon. Do you know what? I feel like I've got that book somewhere. I think it's in the garage. I'd have to dig it out, but that's, a, that's not a bad shout. Taekwondo Chess says, AA is correct. Now that Poland isn't needed anymore as a sacrificial pawn or speed bump of the gay against Russia, they got their special privileges removed to, to deny infinity um, migration removed. Yeah, I feel like Poland is just going to become as gay as any other country now. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's already full of shit lives. I, mean, I, I don't think people have any idea like how, how inf infiltrated everywhere uh, has, has become. So. Take, take on the dress says, can Hungary deny some policies of the gay to create the impression that in the gay diversion from colonial policies are technically allowed or some Hungarians now living in the US grant them a pass? Uh, no, no, I, I don't think so because um, they hate Orban. Like I said, the regime doesn't play 4D chess. They're never subtle and they just hate him and they want to ban him. Um, Red Hawk says, cheers for Mark coming back. He's a good guy. Have you ever met I, Red Hawk? Have you met, have you met him in real life, uh, Mark? I, I, I hosted him whilst he was in the UK for a time, yes. Oh, yeah. I took him to the cliffs on the coast. We went hiking. It was good. Did he try to... here? Here, Red Hawk. <laughs> let's, let's go to Beachy Head. Uh, did he? Did he try to sleep he, with you? We did. We actually went to Beachy Head. <laughs> did you get? Did you, I know, but it's a bit. It's a bit. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a bit. Uh, uh, Beachy Head has a reputation. Oh, yes, I did. I did, tell, I did tell him about the proclivity of the spot. But yes, yeah, I have a okay. photo of him at the top of Beachy Head. Yes. Did Red Hawk either try it on with you or with any women while you were in his presence? <laughs> Um, no, he was very, very polite. You know, he he offered himself to me, and I politely declined, as I should. You know, oh, he he yeah. also he also left <coughs> the black pudding on on his. Well, yes, I gave him. I, I I cooked him an English breakfast, and he left the black pudding. But oh. he did eat the he did eat the baked beans. The yeah, Emily says, "Away with you, Begum." <laughs> <laughs> Away with you, beggar! Away with you, beggar! Away with you, beggar! Away with you, beggar! All time sake, eh? All time. For just three seconds too long, you know. Uh, object of hate says the other aspect of Begum is the precedent of stripping a non-native of nationality in Europe, which would open the door to remigration that parties like the uh, AFD one. Yeah, as I said last night, um, when I was talking to Carl about this, um, yes, basically, if you can deport one, you can deport many. And that's why I think the uh, likes of Morg and Hitchin and stuff are, are bricking it. Why they're so against that idea i don't know but uh you know um it becomes so erect at the idea of deporting 20 million people uh matt bell says aa i'd be grateful if i uh would ask your audience who watches gb news i would generally like to know personally i don't know anyone who does 
Uh, well, I think GB News does get quite a lot, because it's actually on TV as well. Um, and I need to be quite nice about GB News because I was interviewed by that chap, Nick Dixon. And I'm going to be I like that. I'm going to be on his podcast. I, I've already did, recorded it. And apparently he mentioned me last night on his on his show. So, you know, I have to be reasonably polite about GB News. Uh, but, um, you know, it's obvious what its role is in the system, uh, as it were. But in a way, it's kind of good that it's there. I, I've always maintained this, that the more likes of GB News and Piers Morgan and so on are around, yes, they crowd out to a certain amount, to a certain degree, but also they create more of a kind of force field for us, a smokescreen for us, right? Because if everybody's looking at some, you know, Lawrence Fox or some twat like that, they're not looking at us. They don't care about us because there's bigger, literally bigger fish to fry, you know. So um, I actually think it's, good, it's structurally good to have something like that there as opposed to not having it there. Isn't uh, it containment, though? It, 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 it is containment. But, I mean, I, I remember when this was – I made a video pointing this out where I, where I, yeah. I actually visualized it as a shield. I used, like, a shield with, like, Andrew Neil and all these kind of characters there. And in a way, people can't remember what things were like before these things existed, right? The Eye of Sauron was just on us back then. Now the Eye yeah. of Sauron is more on them, if that makes any sense. Um, by Sauron, I mean, you're much more likely to get like constant hit pieces in the, in the Guardian and so on about the sorts of people who are on GB News now, rather than looking at us. And as long as that's the case... I think it's quite good. It's quite healthy environment. Um, also, there's a possibility that some of our ideas percolate through to over there, which also happens a little bit, I would say. So, um, Robert Simpson says, uh, but to answer your question, I'd imagine the biggest audience for GB News are the Boomer Gammon, the Boomer Woffen. That's who watches uh, GB News mostly. Uh, I am, and I imagine that Lotus Eaters get a decent chunk of that viewership as well. Um, but uh, because of their uh, Carl's youthful Spice Boys, I imagine the it, they go for a slightly younger age demographic than GB News most of the time. Um, Robert Simpson says, who cares about British? Britain is a political project barely 300 years old. I care who is English. A distinct ethnic group, at least 1,000 years old. British is a containment paradigm. Um, yeah, I don't... Eject, I mean, eject Scotland. Eject Scotland. I don't know. I mean, I, I, uh, I, w I would say that growing up in Wales, being Welsh was more important than being British to most, to most people. Um, so, yeah, why not? I make English your identity as opposed to British because Brit you're right Britain Britain is a it's a composite and um I th I mean I associate the Union Jack most with the British Empire to be honest um rather than the long history of Britain what about you guys how do, how do you pass this Britain or English uh Mark English 
the Henry Abs says Sunak throwing Anderson under the bus. I'm a ginger Irishman. What do I what, what am I going to say? I didn't ask you, D, because you're now American about Oh yeah, of course, yes. Now I'm a, a, a Yankee Yankee doodle. Um, nomad's a square, so you know, it doesn't count. Well Isn't Nomad like in the Far East or something? He's got silky uh, he's got silky Chinese hair. I was, but uh, I'm back uh, back in London now, actually. Are you English or are you, you do you identify as English or British in your mind? Uh depends. Depends on my mood. I'm a bit I don't know, identity's a bit uh, funny thing. You're, you're, you're... <laughs> That's like saying that, you know, your gender changes with the with with the with with, with season. Come on. Be firm about it, one or the other. I'd probably say British, but it it depends. I see both sides of the of the um of the argument really it's a very identity conscious age we're in i suppose so so you shouldn't consider yourself british you consider you should consider yourself a briton with an o or brythonic how about that can we do that do you know what really pissed me off i was reading this thing right where this um where this indian chap was having a go at the british empire and he started the article we britons B-R-I-T-O-N. Britons, like that. And he was literally, well, he was a funny Indian guy. So, and but the, the biggest point is, is that his entire article was having a go at the British Empire. Uh, so, that, so there we are. Um, hello, fellow, hello, fellow Britons. I mean, li literally, we Britons, and then laying in, you know, so. We um, Britons have maybe had nothing but the right to British identities, you uh, Object of Hate says the other aspect that was of not meant as racist, by the way. We are we are purely fictional characters. As, as yes, we're Mr. D is a comedy character as well. I'm a comedy that, octopus, as my Twitter bio has said for ten years. Matt Bell says, uh, "Oh no, I, I did that one." Enriab says, "Sunak uh, throwing Lee Anderson under the bus is the, is just another example of the Sunak cost fallacy." Boom, boom. Uh, Joe says uh, mm. that they're all planning to jump ship to reform. It has no membership, so this time they can't vote for Truss or Boris. Apparently, reform is registered as a PLC, and so the membership has no say in anything. So, well, I know, yeah, I know Farage from UKIP days always hated the fact that he always had to basically be uh, subject to either the membership or board of directors. So, base, like, base, 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 cabinet, base. right? So he was always like, "Yeah, if I ever set this up again, I'm not doing that." Hence the PLC thing. Yeah, good. Don't don't let the membership. I would say I agree with that. Um, ben Frail says the John Birch Society was right again. Joshua BB says the infantry is all about titty bars, drinking and fighting. The support roles have been converted into corporate positions. Uh, NATO Tomato says, medium well done, D undefined. Um, frag face, laughing face. Fragments of USSR says, as a psychiatrist, I say, Burning Man was F21 ICD. Uh, that's a psychiatry joke there for the two people in the chat who will get it. Sergeant Hoddle says... Maybe, maybe Mrs. Uh, AA will get it. He's, he's, basi he's, yeah, he's well, basically saying yeah. schizophrenia. That's basically it. Basically. 
Sergeant Hoddle said, and of course Mark knows that because he has been diagnosed with F21 ICD. <laughs> yeah, definitely because <laughs> professionally trained. Yes. <laughs> Sergeant Hoddle says, interviews show that the HR lady in charge of Google's DEI Skynet is a true believer in wokeism. How can it be put away if liberals are so longhoused? Seems like longhouse power explains Fresh Prince world becoming clown world. Um, well, it will have to be done by removing HR lady, ultimately. She needs to be sacked. Um, Analog Mind says, I'm in the Cape area. That church group has a massive cathedral on beachfront property. The pro-Israel connection definitely adds another angle to this. Interesting. Wow, so it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. Well, so I, I wonder. Well, maybe they got in early, but I mean, that's very expensive. Very, very expensive real real estate. Yeah. Uh, but it's a commune, apparently. It's kind of it is kind of a weird background that kid yeah. that guy has. Uh, yeah, he, he put. I saw he posted a picture uh, in 2020 of of his father wearing a full body bio suit and a respirator. And it and captioned it, Dad suited up to hug me goodbye before I go go off to wherever. Uh, so maybe there's a there's a bit of uh, ruin in the in the nation, so to speak. Loafer Sheffield says best stream for double entendres. I approve. Um, Mighty Balzac says. Are black ghosts known as spooks? No, that's uh, that's that, that, that's Gadsad and uh, uh, people like him. Yeah. Johnson two two oh seven says there was a character on a TV show called Hogan's Heroes who was black and in a couple of episodes was dressed in a German uniform while the heroes were on their secret missions. This was the nineteen sixties. Yeah, Sam one five three. That was says, that also had the camp. Commandant was played by a fellow called Werner Klemperer, who was the son of a famous, uh, famous um, orchestra conductor. And uh, and you can check out the early life if you like. Sam one five three says, "Have you considered doing a UK election watch stream when it's called a a zero Tory seat blowout? Would be hard not to watch. Uh, probably I will do an election night. Uh, be rude not to in a way." Um, You've, if, you've got to sit. You've got to sit there with a. You should. You have to sit there with like an old analog telephone and pick it up and say, "Yes, yes." Put it down. You remember that? Remember that nineteen fifty-five yeah. coverage with uh, Butler, Butler, with Butler, <laughs> Dimbleby. <laughs> yeah, I watch it like Dimbleby. Uh, yeah. If if the Tories are going to be destroyed, I want to enjoy it. So, Utis four three two one says, "Why do British people describe a person they are in a relationship with?" In that cold transactional and bureaucratic word bugman uh so partner it's rather bug bugman why do people use the word partner who used the word partner i don't know why people say partner well i think, it, I I was... think it, well because because we have so many people living in sin and also because we've normalized the idea that you know that you you can no longer say you know you can no longer say girlfriend or wife you know you've got to be inclusive of the lgbt Q plus plus two spirit community, and so you've got to say partner, you know. So so and you and you leave it up to your you leave it up to the person you're talking to to figure out if you're 
if you're you know sharing chambers with other barristers or you know if you're a homosexual sky says they add extra details like ethnically ambiguous or black woman to requested prompt uh is how the ai manipulation works so they add ex they add extra details to the prompt apparently so someone managed to uh get chat gpt some time ago to reveal its extra prompts and there was like a whole list of them and basically people think gemini has got the same thing where it basically has things like add the following uh, conditions to it but don't tell the user basically yeah the, the Henry app says ai is not artificial intelligence it should be called ar artificial retardedness uh matt bell says purdy says mellow out guys he also says purdy says mellow out guys spelling purdy in a second way uh me i'm very mellow but i'm also feel like i'm about to collapse any moment i've become weirdly ill during this stream maybe uh i'm coming down with whatever they've got maybe even politics says, to me yeah yeah that's how that's what you do to be mark you make me ill you know um yeah every time uh do you remember that car journey where my voice had completely gone yeah, I remember, remember you wouldn't shut up, and then you when we when we came back to the end, you said, "Oh, I had such a miserable time," even though you were laughing the whole way and enjoyed yourself immensely. <laughs> I don't know. Then you, you threw got, me under the bus. You got a you funny memory. Under the bus, eh? you, you claimed that it was miserable, and you had a good time. You got a funny memory, Mark. <laughs> Maven <laughs> politics says Nick Griffin is in favour of Shamiva's Britishness. Yeah, I don't really understand why Nick Griffin is weighing in on this and is coming on to the defense of Peter Hitchens. I don't really understand it. Um, Charlie says, good evening, AA and Mr. D. Have you heard the moniker for Carl yet? Sargon of Mossad. I like Carl, but I found it hilarious. Uh, well, I mean, he, he officially has no problem with somebody being a literal Mossad agent at this point. Um, but, uh, you know... Let, let, let D back in... <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. That's uh, it's 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 fine. Um, okay, so let's carry on. Um, I mean, if you all found out I was secretly an MI6 agent, would you all leave and stop listening to me? Maybe. Uh, I'm not. I, 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 I'm not one though. No, I, I think you you're a bit more likely working for uh, for for the Mullers. <laughs> Uh, Johnson uh, says, um, Tucker is on Lex Friedman podcast today. I guess I'll check out the official counter-narrative. Oh. Um, Lex Friedman, he's another one. Uh, Fragments of USSR says, Mr. D, you are correct about how Mephistopheles appears in Goethe's Faust. P.S. Thank you very much. I thought of course I'm my... correct. He says, P.S. Thank you very much. I thought my German was bad. If I must share my chamber with thee, Poodle, stop that howling, prithee, cease to bark and fellow. Such a noisy, disturbing fellow. I'll no longer suffer near me. Yeah, it's a Poodle. Uh, Matt Bell says, Grok, understand, consume, annihilate. R.A. Heinlein. Matt do you remember, Bell. Do you remember, do you remember Grok? <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, I remember, there was, I remember yeah. there was a user oh, called... Yes, we told him to go away and grow up. Yes, and yeah, I said, um, 
I basically insisted that Grok go away and get a life. And the last I heard, he'd become a communist troon. Yeah, of course, he's a, he's a training con. <laughs> well, he was Irish after all, so. <clears throat> he kind of went off the rails and he blamed me for it. He blamed me for it as well. I was like, yeah, Why? there's an episode, there's an episode of UO where you like quiz him about economics beginning. Yeah, I remember that. Someone mentioned the last time someone mentioned Grok in my server was 2022 in one comment, and then before that was two years previous, 2020. Oh. Yeah. Matt, Matt Bell oh says Queen Rainer of Jordan. Well, the thing is, he was, uh, you know, oh, you know, literally spending 18 hours a day in Discord. Go out and get a life, go and kick a football around or something. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go off and wear a dress and pretend I'm a girl now. It's just the world we're in now. Matt Bell says Queen Rainer of Jordan. With WWYD Royal Rumble when? Um, username says, but other than being a Mossad agent, what's wrong with Gadsad? Uh, yeah, I mean, more. <laughs> other than I mean, that, Mr. L other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? Uh, I mean, that that is literally what Carl said last night. Is I mean, he did say that. Um, Nathan Hood says Tolkien Lewis thought Britain. Uh, a, a modernist pro project deconstructing romantic England embodied in Arthur and the Shire for a materialist technocracy. There's probably some truth to that, that Britain is the kind of post-industrial, you know, modern <coughs> force and England is the Shire and the, yeah. you know, the green rolling hills and the, and the, and the village. Um, yeah, Brit Brit Britain was Saruman's uh, wheels of industry, you know, the, the fires of industry. Yeah. Or did Blake call it the dark satanic mills? The dark satanic mills, indeed. Yeah. Uh, fragments of USS. <laughs> and, I, although I, I would say that, that, that the line, uh, and was Jerusalem builded here, uh, has a different meaning <laughs> these days, uh, you know, with that Holocaust memorial being, being put in next to the House of Parliament. No, is a joke. Well, so, so I can't get jokes, do you know? Uh, but well, specifically when I'm reading super chats, I find it very hard. My brain can't take in anything when I'm reading <laughs> stuff. All um, right, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. <laughs> uh, but I, I also feel like I'm about to die. So if I stop talking, it's because I'm dead. Uh, I, my, honestly, I, my, my. I'm my face has started burning and uh Ooh. feel like I'm about to keep keep yeah, really quite disturbing. I'm, I'm truly I'm truly flattered at this point. Like yeah, you've really done, you 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 personally have done this to me, Mark. Um me personally. Just what, I've, I've norovirused you, I've norobombed you. Why is uh why is somebody saying that I've secretly started watching AOT? What's AOT? I don't even know what that is. Um Fragments of USSR says F twenty one is how the US coded sluggish schizophrenia in ICD. And Ben Frail, last super chat of the night, says, bring back the good old days when gay was a type of schizophrenia. So there we are. Um, and I think that is the final one. All right, so let's get out of here so I can collapse in a heap. Um, 
Mark, where can people find you other than playing poker 24-7? Other than playing poker 24-7, you can find me on Twitter at not underscore underscore so underscore obvious. Um, I do occasionally post on there. My DMs are open. Do feel free to drop me a message if you ever want to chat about anything. And uh, Especially if you're a lady. If you're a lady, you drop him a DM. Yes. I'd like to find a good, good wife. That'll be good. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, no man, where can people find you, sir? Um, yeah, you can find me uh, at X at uh, Stevie G forever. I think my link is in the description. And yeah, follow me on Substack. And um, yeah, that's it. Uh, Henry Ab with the last minute super chat says, How to do all do it? What do to do it all for? Won't somebody tell? If only we knew it, how do we all do it? You can bat. I'd be doing it as well. D, where can people find you, sir? I am the spirit that denies, and justly so, for all things from the void called forth deserve to be destroyed. T'were better then were not created. Thus, all which you as sin have rated destruction, ought with evil blend. That is my proper element. I don't know. You can find me on Twitter and. Uh, Lurking about, uh, lurking about being a being a black poodle. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Do buy my courses at the Academic Agency. If you want to just kind of wet the beak, get Foundations of Research because it's only fifty pounds. Then try the others. Find uh, Trivium would be the next one. Foundations of Writing, Foundations of uh, Logic, and Foundations of Rhetoric. But most importantly of all, ladies and gentlemen, get out. Liquor in the front, poker in the rear. What goes on in this town is none of your business. As long as I'm living here, it is. Then maybe you shouldn't be living here! Well, that's easily fixed.